No uh, worries. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm good now. All right, Katie. All right. Thanks for doing this. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. This is awesome, man. So, so obviously your name is Katie, and I was just thinking because I don't know, like you look like a Katie too. Oh, thank you. You ever like you ever know you ever see people and like they don't look like their name? Yes. <laughs> All the time. All the time. That's actually kind of so I was in social work right prior to starting cam girl work. So I've seen like all sorts of shades and I've met all sorts of characters. Sometimes people come in with these names and you're just like, what? No. Um Yeah. Wow, social work and then into cam girl work. So that 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 that's probably pretty beneficial, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Well, and I also have, um, now that I'm doing cam girl work, I also kind of moonlight as a stagehand and theater assistant. So I do a lot of like lighting and theatrical work, which also really comes in handy. Oh shit. That's cool. Is it, so is that like, is that what you want to like do? Is that like get into that kind of stuff? Uh, so I'm in school for biology right now, but it pays really well, um, and I've always loved theater. I'm actually from Las Vegas, so like shows and performances were a huge part of growing up. I live in Philadelphia now, but you know, I always loved kind of the pizzazz of these big theatrical performances, and then I kind of got the opportunity to work in some situations, and I was like, how do I do this more often? Um, yeah, that's awesome, man. cool. Yeah, shit. Yeah, that's really cool. I didn't even know. Like, yeah, I didn't even think about it. like Philly. Of course, Philly. Like, Philly's a major hub, right? Isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And Philly, DC, all those kinds of areas. So I do a lot of traveling, um, and it's great. And because I'm doing all this stuff part time, that's paying me significantly more than social work was. I've been able to benefit a lot of nonprofits. I'm doing volunteer work, which I love. I make I have so much freedom. I'm doing better in my classes. It's just been phenomenal to me, which is why I've been singing it from the rooftops. Everyone's like, "Oh my God, being a cam girl, it's so disgusting." I'm like, "Dude, it's." I wouldn't say that it's easy, but I get to be at home at my house, set hours that work for me on a schedule that works for me. I'm in control of the situation. If there's something that you don't want to do, you say no, and you don't do it. If there's someone that you don't like, there's ways that you can block and ban them. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. You know? That, and yeah, kind of sure. Fun. So. That, wow, that's, yeah, it seems like, you know, like you, you got some fulfilling shit going on. And I wouldn't have been able to do that otherwise. I literally, my hair was falling out in clumps in the shower. I was working like 75 hours a week just trying to keep up and I still wasn't able to make the mortgage on my house. And you know, I donated all of my time, I put my heart into this place, into these people, and then I ended up getting fired like two weeks before Christmas. <laughs> That's nice, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, cool, um, after I'd been working for this company for like six years, busting my ass constantly. I was so stressed all the time. I'd missed countless holidays with my family and my friends, birthdays. My entire life was this work, and they fired me. Um, 
And I was like, cool. And right before Christmas too, right? So I was like, shit, now what am I going to do? Um, and one of my friends told me, she was like, well, you know, I did some cam girl work and it seems a little silly. And she was like, but you'd be surprised. You can actually make decent money at it. It's not so bad. And I was like, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm not so proud. I'll give it a try. Like, I don't think it's, I'm like, what's wrong with it? You know, I don't see a big issue. We get free porn all the time, so we might as well monetize ourselves. Sure, um, absolutely, yeah. So, so that's so. What you lost your job after breaking your neck and being completely stressed out, and then that's how you got into camming from your friend. It is. Yep. Yep. And I tried. I started out on like. Well, I, I still am there on like Chatterbait and my free cams just to kind of get my feet wet, and I was surprised at how well I did pretty quickly. Um, and it was fairly easy, you know, so I just sat down and it wasn't hard to get, and I mean that in the fact that like, for me, it came naturally. It wasn't hard to like sit down in a room and talk with people. I think my social work background came in handy because I can communicate with people. I can sort of tell what someone needs when they're coming to me. Some people want to talk and have a conversation and they want more of a girlfriend experience. And some people are trying to get off in five minutes or less and they want to get the hell out of here. So you kind of have to be able to gauge your audience and like where you're at so you can know how to interact with them a little bit better. Dude, you're like built for cam for camming. Oh yeah, like <laughs> it's it was it was such an easy transition for me. It was a little bit uncanny. It and seems again, like, like it. Like you just seem like, you know, you just seem so like natural and real like it's just, you know, it's <laughs> And growing up, people always told me I had a good porn operator voice. I can all of a sudden just turn it on really quick. And my customer service voice sounds a whole lot like a phone sex operator. And there we go. Um, so, yeah. You know, it just, it comes. And honestly, most of the time, I've got this background, and I do all these crazy lighting productions and, like, all this stuff for work. And then with this, I get to be a little lazy. I come home and I set up my ring light. And a lot of the times I'll cam from this couch where I'm sitting right now. And, you know, you don't have to get crazy or fancy to start out. And when I did get an hourly wage, I ended up making like 80 bucks an hour roughly just starting out from right here. Um, so, and it, again, it was so nice, so easy. There's been some weirdos. There's some, <laughs> some I've gotten some requests. There have been some situations. Some of them have been fun, too, though, in ways I didn't expect. Um, one of my favorite role plays was, oh, God, what is her name from Willy Wonka, the blueberry, um, Violet Beauregard, I think, or something. I don't know. Uh, but you know what? Th wait, I, that's what you did? Yeah. I put on the purple shirt. Um, and there was a pillow, and I shoved a big pillow under myself, and I just, like, tucked my cheeks out, and I rolled around a bunch, and I don't know, I think I spewed out some shit about being a blueberry or, you know, expanding and wanting to stop and having to squeeze me out, and... <laughs> squeeze you know, me I, out. Yeah, I was, you know what? It, it was really fun. I actually, like, I got to have a really, really, it was strange, definitely bizarre, but you know what? Who am I to yuck your yum? And I had a lot of fun doing it. So. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, so, so, like, you're, that's what you're, like, into. Like, you're into performing, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, I love it. I, and I love role play. Role play is one of my favorites. I also get told a lot, um, one of the biggest things I hear is that I look like someone people know. I find I've kind of got that girl next door vibe. 
So like every you know, I look like their their husband's friend or their girlfriend's cousin. And right. Yeah. Not just the girl next door. Like you could be pretty right. much anyone. Like you, you know. Like I've I've got like a very down to earth. I don't wear a lot of makeup. Like this is. I would typically wear something, you know, a little more lingerie-like, but this is a typical look that I would do in the evening. You know, I don't, I'm a very natural type of girl. So, you know, I, I guess I'm just more relatable to, like, people in their lives. I'm not quite this, like, out-of-reach, super, super gorgeous, stunning model on Instagram. Some dirty I'm, slut. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, just this real girl that could be your neighbor or your boss's sister or whatever you know what i've gotten the weirdest request but you know what um and some people have had boyfriends that i'm not sure they know they've had um they'll come on and they'll be like oh you know you look just like my ex-girlfriend and i'm like i don't think i do <laughs> i might look like a girl that you know but i think this is your first time ever talking to a real life human girl and that's okay right right yeah <laughs> Yeah, but, so yeah. you you could read that shit too. Yeah, that's yeah, that's interesting because like you know like a lot of a lot of newer girls like they like you like I said you seem like you're, you're like you're built for this because like so many girls like they're starting out they don't know how to like because like it's a whole thing performing on camera obviously you know yes. like right like it's it's yeah. it's different. It it is, and it's weird when you have it's a different performance aspect outside of like a theater performance because. You're kind of like in your house and you're not getting breaks. There's no curtain call. I mean, you can like run to the bathroom if you need to or whatever, but like you've just got people watching you. If you've got to blow your nose, if you cough, you know, like I've definitely like sneezed too hard or coughed or burped and it's not something like I'm just sitting here. I can't help it. I'm drinking my coffee or whatever. I just ate my lunch and, but you know, now 3000 people have just seen me. <laughs> And you kind of have to get over yourself a little bit. Um, I think that's with kind of like only fans work and stuff too. Any type of online sex work, you have to get over. Like everyone's so worried about their curves or their blemishes, and like no matter how big or small you are, or if you have all the acne in the world, someone's gonna pay money to see your asshole. I mean, that's just how it is. Well, yeah, everyone has their different tastes, right? I mean, that's... exactly. So, and people want you to be real, so. It's it's definitely different to get used to like sitting there and just being it's kind of like being on three thousand first dates that you know are gonna end in you getting laid. Um, <laughs> right, right, yeah. But it's a it is a very like and it it I can see where it would be hard to navigate that if you've never been in a social situation. There's also a lot of scammers out there. Um, there's a lot of people that are set on wasting your time and trying to get as much information out of you as they can. And that's something you have to keep an eye out for too, because they're in addition to them being you know a nuisance, they're going to keep you away from people that are actually going to pay you and want to be there for your time. Right. So like what you're talking because like there's so many different types of scammers in this game. Like what like what type of scammer are you talking about right now? Oh, there's all sorts. I've the I think the biggest one you get is someone will reach out to you and they want they want to be your sugar daddy, and. But you, in order for them to be your sugar daddy, you have to do X, Y, Z first and then give them your PayPal account. But, oh, wait, you now you have to pay $25 because as if you've never, you know, and it's just like, come on, man. Um, 
And then there's people that, but I swear there's like bots on there sometimes because I'll be talking to someone and I'm like, you're not even like, you'll have a conversation. It's like, hi, where are you from? What's your mom's name? You know, where did you grow up? And I'm like, these are very weird, specific questions that you're asking. Um, right. Yeah. And yeah. And you have you definitely have... try to steal. That's why it's so important that you use that girls are using a burner email that, you know, something that you're only using for your cam girl work and is not associated to any other bank accounts or anything for the matter, especially social, like your normal, typical social media. Um, that's a good gotta, point. Yeah. That's a really great point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. You know, these hackers can come in, they'll get into your site, they'll hack into your email. Now suddenly they're in your bank account, they're in your school documents. They've got, so you've got to be careful with that stuff and definitely be careful. Um, you know, when people ask me where I'm from, I sometimes I'll say Philadelphia, depending on the vibe. Sometimes I just kind of say East Coast because, you know, you, you even have to watch that. You have to be a little bit careful. I do pull my, put my full name out there, Katie Erickson, but it's a very basic. That, yeah, that's. There's about 20 million Katie Erickson's in the yeah, world. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and half of them probably have my same birthday. Yeah. So, yeah, and at least a quarter of them are living in the Philadelphia area too. So that exactly, you know, you know it's hard. yeah, and I've got you know, but you, you got to be careful. And in addition to that, they not only is it annoying, but then they take up all your time, and you've been having a conversation with this person who's now not only a not giving you any money, but they've been keeping you away from people who actually wanted to see a show. Right, yeah. right, yeah, and that screws everyone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I almost exclusively as a rule of thumb, unless you're tipping me pretty well, I don't do private messages. Sometimes I'll like check them and I'll verbally respond. Like I will take a peek, but I'm not going to sit there and type back and forth with you if you're not making it worth my while a little bit. There's got to be some give and take. I, I love giving personal attention. I will totally do that, but you got to give a little bit of incentive. Right, right. And you're speaking specifically for uh, Chatterbait? Chatterbait, okay. my free cams. Um, I also, one of my favorite sites is actually Streammate. I find I've got the most, some of the most success there. Um, and I feel like it's kind of slept on, you know, especially in on Reddit and stuff. I never see anyone talking about Streammate. Yeah, that's a that's a rare one. Yeah, I talked to a, someone else that does Streammate and is successful on Streammate. And yeah, there's you. It's like the greatest thing. Yeah, I make more sh money on Streammate than I do on Chatterbait and MyFreeCams combined. Wow. Um, so I kind of have a habit. Now that I've, I've only been doing this maybe about six months now, but now that I feel like I'm more in the swing of things, I kind of bounce between all three. I see how the vibe is going. Sometimes I'll stream on two of them at once and just kind of pause as I go into private chats. So how do you do that? I've heard that question, uh, people asking, like, how, how do you stream on multiple sites? I literally just split my screen. Um, so I have a laptop, it's pretty basic, and I just kind of cut my screen in half and I log into one on one site and one on the other. I keep an eye on the chats. Um, I keep my sound on, the token sounds are different for each site. Oh. So I can kind of, and then with the split screen, you can see everything that's happening at once. So again, I pay attention to the key is, you know, where most of your money's at and where your loyal clients are.
So I might have both sites running, but maybe I'm paying more attention to Chatterbait for five minutes and now Streamate's getting a little more attention. Someone pulls me into a private chat, so I pause on the other site and focus on the... You have to kind of... If you're good at like managing computer programs as is, um, you know, I had to do a lot of input. I did a lot of programming work with my previous positions. So it's pretty easy for me to toggle back and forth. I find a lot of the times people who play video games um, and who are even like a lot of, I'm horrible at social media, but even people who are really good at social media, like they've got a pretty good swing of that toggling back and forth. So you'd be surprised how easy it is. And you're, my, I haven't had an issue with my camera lagging on any site and you just kind of have to keep your sound on and make sure you're paying attention. Right. Yeah. Cause once you get in the swing of doing it, like you'll get used to it, but, but, so, but also uh, like technical, uh, the technical aspect of it like like when you stream on both sites it streams through the same camera and microphone yep so and it's beneficial in a way because you know i'll get t tipped on both sites for doing the same show sure yeah so, yeah yeah because yeah. well because i because i have because i do this other thing and i do uh sometimes i do i live stream going on omegle and but omegle for maybe it's just Omegle or whatever, like you can't use the same camera and microphone. So like I got two cameras set up and two microphones set up so I can do both, like have OBS running for the live show that streams everywhere and then uh, Omegle, which is separate. But you right. you don't have to worry about that with... Uh... Nope. I just use Google Chrome and I just pull the websites up and in a split screen version and... I allow my microphone and camera to both sites, and I haven't had any issues. Oh, that's that's good. Yeah, it's super easy, and it's convenient. Um, you know, it's more profitable for me. Some you do have to be able to manage things a little bit better, but you know, that's again, it, once you get the hang of it, it's fairly easy. It's not. None of this is rocket science. It's definitely not easy. It's time consuming. It's a little bit difficult on your body sometimes. Um, but, you know, it's the actual process itself isn't too difficult to get down with. And once you get in the swing of things, I mean, I, I've been able to make my bills and it's, a, it's, again, allowed me to be able to do things that I love again and travel. I'm doing better in school, which is a huge thing for me. Um, as I'm, I'm go, I'm getting. I'll have a degree. I turned a through camming just in a matter of months. I was able to expedite my semesters and my courses. I've turned a four-year degree into a two-year degree, and I'll have a degree in biological sciences and biomedical research in spring of 2024. And I wouldn't have been able to do that without this. I was barely. I was struggling to get by on my classes before, but now I've got time to study and. Again, it's all thanks to the fact that I can make $80 an hour, work five hours a day, and make more than I was making, you know, working 80 plus hours a week. That, that sounds amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's, you know, like, that's the dream, yeah. right? Right. And that's why I like, I wish, not that I, you know, hope that the market gets flooded, but... I've been wanting to reach out and talk. To, I tell all my friends all the time. I'm like, you're just shake your ass a little bit on camera with me. And I swear to God, like you're going to quit your day job and we'll be able to go hang out all the time. It'll be fun. Um, and everyone thinks they're, they think I'm crazy. And I'm like, it's, 
I, and I have to be honest, there was, I, ha I struggled for a bit because I was applying to other places, obviously, in between. And I got offered a job that was going to pay me like $46 an hour with health insurance and, you know, all the bells and whistles. And I just didn't think whether or not I wanted to take that and go, or whether I wanted to keep doing this. And ultimately, I chose to keep doing this, and I turned that, down that position. Um, and that felt kind of unreal and unheard of because I never would have felt stable enough to do that before. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you seem pretty well put together. You seem fucking like you seem like you seem like you seem like you don't have a lot of stress. Oh, yeah. I, I try. Not anymore. Not anymore. Um, well, I know. I know doing it's stressful. I mean, it's yeah. I know it takes a lot of work. Absolutely. But I mean, you yeah, seem just no, like I, chill with everything. Like, you know, like this yeah, is what it yeah, is. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. It's as soon as I want from someone again who is like crying in the shower every night with hair falling out to someone who wakes up in the morning feeling like a Disney princess. I swear to God, like I do yoga and I meditate and I eat breakfast. I didn't know what breakfast even was, you know, a year and a half ago. So it's, I'm like a completely, my friends and family have noticed that like, you're just so happy. And I'm like, yes, it's, it's because it's given me the freedom again. You know, it's, it's so, and that's why, like, I hesitate. I don't mean to, when I say it's easy, I don't mean to say that it's easy, but like, it was such a good decision for me and it made, it's made my life so much better. It's enhanced my experience. Um, and so what? I'm using my dildo online with some men while they jerk off. You know, they're, I'm doing a service for everyone involved. You know, I'm getting off, they're getting off, I'm getting paid. What's the problem? You know? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know what the big hang-up is. I'm, and, and here's what kills me, too, is a lot of the times I'll be talking to these guys online, and they're like, yeah, you know, I, I come and I play with you because I've got a wife or, you know, I've got a girlfriend, and they're not open, and they won't do this, and they won't do that. And if people were just comfortable being open about their kinks with one another and communicating a little bit, I'm like, dude, it would because it's not everyone's into something a little bit weird you know everyone's got something they like i like i'm honestly i'm bisexual i prefer although most of my clients are men i prefer to actually date women i like sleeping with men but when it comes to relationships i prefer to be with a woman um i'll have sex with men during that time i'll use dildos but like so for me something that really turns me on is watching other women smoke weed I like the fat. I like watching other women smoke joints. That's not something that, you know, some people might think that's really bizarre, but everyone's got something. And if we could just be more open towards that, towards one another, all my friends are like, oh, you talk to all these weird guys online. I'm like, they're not weird guys. They're just guys. Right. They're your brothers, some of your dads. Yeah, they might be. They might actually be. You don't know. Like, like even maybe some of your boyfriends, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm talking to them about the shit that you just won't be like have a conversation about. I have men that will actually sit and they just want to talk. They'll they'll take me into a private chat just to have a conversation over a cup of coffee because they want to talk about the things that turn them on and their girlfriends aren't open to it. I'm like, okay, I can be a sex therapist for a few minutes. Sure, let's let's chat. Right. And the only thing I cannot get down with is when. Um, a newbie mistake that I did make, um, someone asked me about age play. 
And I thought that it was, I was assuming that someone, I could, I get a lot, I'm 28 years old. A lot of the times I get that I look a lot younger than I am. So I was assuming it was an older gentleman who was wanting to be like an 18 year old thinking they, you know, their daughter, their daughter's friend, something along those lines. Um, but they actually wanted me to pretend to be a child. And it wasn't something they told me until we got into the private chat. And I don't mean like 16, I mean like seven years old specifically. Yeah. Um, and I was like, what? No, absolutely not, my friend. I was like, I can deal with a lot of kinks, but that's something I am not comfortable with. We cannot do that. And they, it was a whole issue there. Like, well, I want my money back because you didn't give me the show that I was promised. I'm like, well, buddy, you should be a little bit more clear. <laughs> When you're requesting that you want age play, that you're you're requesting something more along the lines of pedophilia and you want me to be a child. I understand that I am a 28-year-old woman, but when you're asking me to role play in the form of a 7-year-old, that's an uncomfortable position to put someone in when they're ill-prepared. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can prepare for that. There's no preparing. And don't get me wrong. Like, I would much rather these people who are into this sort of thing have someone online pretend to be a seven-year-old then attempt to actually sleep with a seven-year-old like very good move definitely would rather you do that than actually going out and trying to sleep with a, ch a child or using like child pornography but i'm like dude come on <laughs> like you you gotta you can't use the term age play because so now anytime someone asks me if i'm into age play i have to be like well you know i need to be a little bit more specific what are you looking for <laughs> what age <laughs> that's oh right. god i have to do a lot of you know i can 18 and above i do you know age play 18 and above my friends yeah that's fucking yeah shit that does see like yeah i don't know i i don't know about that like what but would that would that I, I, probably not but like would that stop pedophiles from being pedophiles probably not but hmm. Well, and that, like the soci sociological aspect of me, like my immediate guttural reaction was, well, that's gross. But then I thought about it a little bit and like why I had that reaction. And I was like, well, I mean, you know, here's the thing. We talk about kinks all the time and how people can't really help what they're into. A lot of the times sexual kinks and sexual connections are a result of things that happened in your childhood, childhood traumas, childhood experiences. That's what a lot of, so, you know, something might have happened, again, not in any way, shape, or form condoning pedophilia. No, no. But, yeah. Like, you know, some of these people might have had traumatic experiences that have caused them to have these kinks. They might, hopefully, probably not acting on them, but having those kinks doesn't inherently, you know, there's that whole thought perspective about, you know, having a thought isn't a crime, it's acting on the thought that's the crime. So they're asking someone to play out a mental situation. You know, I just, I don't know. It's something that I'm not comfortable with. But again, like, I would rather you have this experience with a consenting adult online than attempt to find, you know, pornogra child pornography online or harass a child or assault a child, God forbid. 
So I don't know. I wonder you if know? they, yeah, because someone, uh, they're probably, nobody's probably doing research on this because how do you do research on this? But someone should do research on this. Like get a college or something to yeah. do research on this. Cause like, That's it's great. like, you know, like with the, you know, with like kids going to, um, you know, like after school programs and everything like that. I mean, it's in that realm kind of maybe. Right. Uh, like I, you know, I'm not trying to solve the pedophilia problem, but <laughs> someone no, exactly. should do it. Right. Like I can't solve the world's problems and I'm certainly not the morality police. So like, I can't say what is or isn't right. But you know, I was like, I don't know, you know, maybe, maybe not, maybe it could have been a viable solution, but you got to tell someone what you're, before you throw them into that situation, you can't just have them, you know, face down, ass up, and then ask them to be a seven-year-old. You got to prepare a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's just, that's just insane. Yeah. I think I like audibly gasped and probably looked like a groundhog when I popped my head up because I was so confused by the situation. I was like, wait a minute, what? No. Yeah, you would never expect that. No, I'm like, I've got my nipples pierced in a tattoo, bro. Like, (laughs) I can't be a seven. I'm like, that, no. It's so weird. Again, maybe, maybe it could. Maybe it could be a solution as long as it's an 18 year old consenting adult. Someone should do research on that. That's all I, agree. I know. I agree. <laughs> I agree. But I will not be the research dummy in this situation. <laughs> no, no, no. Not volunteering for, cli- uh, you know, not volunteering for clinical trials here. Yeah, definitely not, man. But like, what's the, like, what's some, cause like, yeah, you were saying about like kinks, like everybody got weird kinks. There's a, what, what, what's weird though. That's like subjective, right? Like what you think is weird might not be weird to this guy or whatever. Right. I mean, exactly. You know, and I'm in the, in the, as long as no one's getting hurt, you know, and BDSM is a whole realm of its own. I can dabble in it lightly. Um, you know, depending on what the, I've had people who are like, I, I really want you to slap your own face for me. And I'm like, I'm, look, I can get into pain in some regards, but I'm not slapping my face for you. I'm yeah. not big on the degradation of it, you know. That's just, <laughs> that's just awkward. How you, right. I'm like, well, smack yourself. You know, you slap your face on camera hard. I'm like, no, no, I won't. No, I'll my- slap my ass. Yeah, but <laughs> no matter how you slap yourself in the face, that's not going to look right. You know, I don't know. It's right. No, it's just... I'm also just why? No. <laughs> so, so like, what, like, what would you consider like the weirdest thing someone's asked you to do? Uh, the weirdest one was definitely probably the blueberry situation. I have been asked to insert some strange objects in my vagina, um, and that's something that I typically don't do because the inner medical student in me is just like, ew, no yeast infections. Um, But yeah, I get asked a lot of time and very, very weird, weird objects. There's been food objects. A lot of people also want you to insert things in your ass and then put them in your mouth. And again, the bacteria, uh, like ass to mouth. I'm like, no, no, you don't go ass to mouth. That's we've all known that. Yeah, no, and I'm like, and again, not, you know, you're into what you're into, but that's a really, really great way to end up with some awful bacteria. <laughs> it's so gross. Right, like, I just, I don't want to be on antibiotics for this. 
you know, that's going to cost me more than the session with you. Right. So, exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But you ever think like some of them, like, it's not even sexual. Like they just want to like, not, not, not like the degrading part or anything like that, but just for fun. You think everyone ever does it like, you know, like, ah, yeah, stick that up your ass. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes it can be kind of a power situation, um, which I can understand. You know, you've got someone on camera. And that's also another thing that can be, um, you know, I find there's two very specific ways of doing this. You can have a show that you put on or you can sort of, you know, paint by numbers and play by what your clients are asking of you. Um, and sometimes it can, when you're just doing what your clients are asking of you and you don't have something set in your mind of what this show is going to be, it can put you in some weird situations where I, a lot of the times power play gets involved. Um, I've had it where guys are like, you know, stand up, do 10 jumping jacks, sit down, finger yourself. Um, I've had guys get very specific and they'll like you and they'll be like, you know, I want you to take your two fingers and press up really hard for two seconds and then down and show me your fingers so I can watch you do it. Um, and it's definitely just, it's, it's all about the power. They want to be able to imagine that they are taking control of you in this way. And, and it's not necessarily like a, like a domination or, you know, they just want to feel like they have that sexual power mm. in the moment. Um, and I find that happens a lot. And if you're uh. not careful, like it'll, people will get you and you'll have someone who gets you naked, wants you to bend over, shove a dildo up your ass, and they've got you on a private chat for two minutes or less. Um, so you kind of have to have an idea in your head, especially as a new cam girl, you're like, all right, this is how things are going to start. And then if you decide to let them take the reins, you can do that. Um, but it's always kind of a good idea to have an idea in your head and talk with them. A lot of the times, you know, people will ask, they're not shy. What are you going to do in this show for me? Well, and you can set your tip menus. That's the important thing to remember. You know, you're in 100% control. Um, so when these people are coming in and if someone, a big thing too is men liking to be called daddy. Um, and I'm... 50-50 on that. Um, I don't always, like, if you just come right hot out of the bat, you're throwing a token at me here and there, and you want me to call you and daddy, absolutely not. Because number one, <laughs> that's not daddy behavior. And number two, like, you're, you're just, to me, like, that is something that I do with someone I'm comfortable with and someone that I'm giving a little bit more control over me. And I'm not giving you that control over me right now. You have to be respectful. You have to be mindful. And if things are going well and I so decide, then we can take it. And then I'll start to call you daddy and you can take the reins a little bit there. But some of these guys, will set, you'll, they'll have you in free chats, calling them daddy, sucking on dildos, doing all sorts of, like, <laughs> you're their dancing monkey. Um, and they're not tipping you any tokens. They're not doing anything. And it's all for power. And like you said, sometimes I do think it's for just them to sit there and laugh. They're like, what can I make this girl do? Right. Some yeah. people out there are just mean, you know. Oh, absolutely. So, and you figure it out quick when, you, when you're not paying attention to them. Um, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. That's when you're fucking, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, but people. Some people are just cruel, and some people are just mean. Um, 
and they'll log on and they'll just say things and do things and that's where like the block and ban comes in handy really fast. I block and ban people at the drop of a hat. It's I don't think twice about it. There's no no sure. One guy told me that I um he I sounded meant I had like just coughed or something and tried to say a word and he said that I sounded mentally challenged and he thought I was autistic. I was like, even if I was, everyone's beautiful, everyone deserves to be loved, like, there's no hate here, like, everyone's welcome, you can come and play with me under any circumstances. And he said something along the lines of even those inferior apes, and I was just like, okay, block and ban. Like, no, get, get no room, there's no hate, there's no discrimination, even if it's not towards me. Like, you're, you just, you gotta be respectful in these spaces, and... As a model, you know, I, a lot. Some girls use moderators. I prefer not to do that. Um, I I don't like to. Again, I'm I'm a little type A, so I don't like to give someone else that power and that control over the chat. I want to be there and I want to see it. So it makes things a little tougher sometimes. I have to keep things a little bit smaller, but it's just easier and it keeps it. You know, I try to keep people, and there's a lot of people that have become my friends that come in and see me every time I log on, we chat, you know, I remember their names, we have a good time. I genuinely enjoy their company, and that's the type of community that I'm trying to cultivate, where people can feel safe, everyone can feel safe. You can come and share your kinks with me, doesn't matter if you've got, you know, some weird, you know, disability or any disability, doesn't matter if your, you know, dick is an inch you can come and you can play here. You can talk. Small dicks matter too. Like it's fine. <laughs> Small dicks matter. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're on the, you know, cause like everyone on the internet, cause it's so, it's all anonymous, you know, you, everyone wants to be a fucking, you know, of course they're all projecting, you know, oh. It, oh, yeah. it's so pathetic. Oh yeah. And it'll go from, oh, my God, you're so beautiful, you're a goddess, to you've got the tiniest tits I've ever seen, God, you're ugly, you're not talking to me, blah, 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 blah. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, like, like with stuff like that, with these, you know, these assholes and everything, is that what you do? You just, like, you know, you just, like, whatever. Is that your attitude towards it? Sometimes I don't even bother blocking and banning them because the people that come and see me regularly will take care of it for me. Um, right, I find a right. lot of the time people will come to my, and they'll be like, leave her alone. Like, she's stunning. You know, you're lucky to, you know, she wouldn't look the dirt, or you couldn't lick the dirt off her heel. You know, get out of here. I love it. So I don't, I don't even have to worry about it a lot of the times. Um, and I've got pretty thick skin, so if you're having a good time, and maybe that's your pink too. Maybe you just need to talk shit to me for a few minutes. That as long as it stays, if it gets too ridiculous, I block you. If it's just a sentence or two here and there, I might say fuck it. And you can still see my tits anyway if they happen to come out. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, and like with those guys, you can usually tell, like, you know, you could tell what, you know, within a oh, few, yeah. a few, you know, a few times they say something, what, what they're, you know, where they're coming from, right? Exactly. And inside, I just have, I'm like, you know, the only woman who really truly has, the, or the last woman to genuinely see your penis was probably your mother. So it's fine. Like, you can be hateful towards me. That's, that's, you know, it's, it's okay, man. <laughs> like, that's the type of behavior for someone who hasn't gotten his dick sucked in a very long time. I get it. You've got some pent up rage. It's okay. <laughs> see, that's a, that's a great attitude to have. Do you, do you ever go at them?
you ever like fight with them sometimes i play with them a little bit um and they'll and i'll just kind of and it doesn't ever really bother me but it's fun to poke a little bit at the bear um <laughs> sometimes it's the scammers too i like to have fun with them when i can tell i've sent like fake bank information and stuff or yeah i've sent pictures of like I don't know, just like big hairy balls that I find on Google, and, you know, and so sometimes I fuck with people a little bit, just cause, especially if it's, you know, kind of slow and I don't have a ton of other stuff getting on, it's entertainment for me as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, uh... I always kind of have fun with it. I don't do social media a lot, but one of my favorite things is to like go on and heckle the trolls, and so sometimes I do, you know, you just kind of poke at them a little bit. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'll let them show me their, I'm like, oh, yeah, let me view your webcam. And then I just, I'm like, oh, I'm like, you're talking shit on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that but, shit. Yeah, I have a bad problem with that uh, going at uh, trolls. I've always had that issue, uh, especially like... Like now, because like, you know, with uh, Cam Girl Diaries, I post, you know, I post everything everywhere. I, you know, right. I cut clips, I post them everywhere. And one, there's a website that's a YouTube alternative called BitChute, and it's filled with incels. Yes. It's the incel site. And so every time I post a clip, they're always, you know, just shitting on girls like, oh, this fucking whore. Look at these whores. Everyone's a whore. And, you know, yeah. it, it's like oh my god i love just fucking with them oh yeah you've got just... and they're just mad because i have to pay for nudes now is what it boils down to um yeah. but it, it's fun to come go in there and fuck with them you know i agree it is yeah yeah i like i get you know i get a little too you know like like emotionally involved you know because because yeah. i know where they're you know you could tell when someone types certain things you can tell where they're coming from like you could tell when yeah. someone's just you know like making some jokes you know, I love jokes. I'm a big fan of jokes. But you can tell when someone's just being fucking mean and fake. Like, you know, saying like some girl, like whatever. They, oh, that girl's so fucking ugly and all that. Like, no, she's not. Like, it's just right, absurd. You're just trying to be a jackass. Yeah, it's just absurd. And they, I don't know. I just get it. I, I just have to, I just have to, I have to put them in their place. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes I need it. You know, sometimes I throw people's sympathy where sympathy is due, because again, I get it. You've got emotional trauma, like the inner social worker in me wants to heal you. But sometimes you're just being a douchebag and you need to be called out for it. Because you know what? Not everyone deserves to have their voice heard. Not everyone deserves a sympathetic eye. Sometimes when you're being an asshole, you just need to be treated like an asshole. Because, you know, it's... It is what it is. Well, yeah, the the ones with the ones that that set me off. Like I, I love fucking with them, but like the ones that really get me emotionally involved is the ones that they they write something that you know as a fact, like they know. Right. You yes. know, what I mean, that pisses me off, and I have to fucking set them straight. I gotta oh. give them facts because I love facts. You know, yes. that, it's like. Ugh. Oh my God. Yes. Well, and that's my, everyone will, the biggest thing that I get is I'm pretty open about it. I'm a big believer too, that like, not that I'm against it. Cause I understand why some people would like hide their identity or do this and that, but I'm just putting it all out in the open right from the get go because you know, now I'm not giving you power over me because you can't expose me. You can't blackmail me. This is who I am. This is what I do. Um, so, but I understand why some women would want to 
hide their identities and such and do that type of thing. But, you know, like, it's just sometimes you got to, you just got to let people know what's up. People are always like, you know, if you do this type of thing, you're a whore, you're a slut, you know, you're from a bad background. And I'm like, you know me. I was a social worker. I'm going to, I'm getting ready to be going to medical school. You know, I'm finishing up a, you know, pre-med school degree. Like I'm the, I bought my, I'm 28 years old. I bought my own house two years ago. You know, I've got like, I have a brand new car in my driveway. These are all things that I obtained for myself. I'm far from, yeah, I had, but my parents are addicts. I had a rough upbringing, but like, I'm far from someone who's, you know, living on the street, right? There's this big misconception that when you do online sex work, you're like a drug addict or you're down to the pits and you're scraping the bottom of the barrel and you're missing your teeth or, you know, you're ready to sell your soul. And that's not the case. There's a lot of women who have just chosen to do this because it's more profitable. Sex work is the oldest, you know, occupation that was recorded. Women have been doing this a long time and making damn good money at it. As a society, we've been starting to regress a little bit, so more women are turning to online sex work. We're making more money doing it, and it's giving us a better lifestyle. You know, the same guys that are online talking all this trash are probably making either about the same or less money than we are working full-time jobs that they absolutely hate. So who's the real loser here? Well, that's the thing, because, like, they're all calling you all whores, but meanwhile, you're, you, you know... You're all making even just, you know, like you're making even at the bottom, the very bottom, you're making some extra money. But isn't it the guys that are the fucking, you know, you want to call anyone anything like once you talk shit about the guys, the guys are the one paying for it. If you're going to pay me, you know, a couple hundred just for me to whip my dick out. Of course I am. Like, why wouldn't I? I just. Well, and it's funny that you say that because I've asked when there I there were men that I kind of on my social media that's I do have separate social medias, and there was someone on my personal account who was kind of talking trash about OnlyFans, and I was like, right, but real me this: if someone told you that they would give you five hundred dollars to take a highlighter and write their name on your dick and send you a photo of that. Would you do it? And they're like, fuck yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's something that I've done and gotten paid $500 for on OnlyFans. I wrote someone's name across my tits with a highlighter, and I got paid $500 for me for it. It took exactly three minutes. It wasn't even a good picture. It was just like, boom. I'm like, so you're telling me that I'm the whore, but you just told me, you know, you would have done the same thing, would you not? So you're just, I think the real, what we're, the like real root of the psychology here is that I'm making more money per hour doing something that they perceive to be less labor, which in a lot of ways it can be, you know, I'm working less hours than I was before making more money. And there's definitely something to be said for that. Again, you know, I hesitate to use the word easy, but like there's a magic there. There's a magic. Right. Um, Yeah. It's different. It's a different Exactly. Different stresses and all that stuff, right? Exactly. You know, I had to invest in some more lube, um, you know. (laughs) 
but you know, my back, so I, sometimes my back gets a little bit more tight because I'm, you know, bent over in certain positions or my, you know, I'm probably going to get carpal tunnel from, but, you know, whatever, these are, these are things that probably would happen anyway. You know, there's kind of, there's things about every job that are going to be stressful, right? You know, whether you're sitting at a desk all day or using a dildo all day, it's, and one way or another, you're probably using your mouth. So, you know, it's all the same at the end of the day. Um, right yeah and if it's something you enjoy or or possibly can enjoy like it takes a lot of work it, it, obviously it takes a lot of work especially like if you're not like like you like you you're very comfortable with all everything that's involved in this right i mean right exactly but you know i can see where it would be tough too and there's definitely days there's the hard part for me to like contend with is sometimes because i am my schedule is so free I fuck around a lot, um, and I'm like, you know, oh crap, I it's 10.30 p.m., I, I'm still sitting in my pajamas, I studied or whatever, I cleaned my house a little bit, but I don't feel sexy, I don't want to log on to cam for four or five hours, and, you know, now I've got to do my hair, and I've got to do my makeup, and I, I, do, I get lazy with it. Um, and, you know, it's just even on days that you're not doing the most, which I typically don't do the most, you still have to get yourself kind of in this mental state. And if you're not, you can feel it and your clients can feel it. Like when I'm sitting there and I've had a rough day, I'm stressed out or I'm just tired and I've been cleaning my house all day and maybe, you know, I got super stoned or something. I'm just not feeling it right now, but I've got to log on anyway. Those are days I'm going to make less money. Um, so you have to kind of really put yourself in the actor mentality. And even if you're not into it, you have to pretend to be into it. You got to put on the big smiles and the sexy voice. And even when the person you're camming with is very much someone that you would not normally find attractive, you better find something to get you going and make those wheels turn. Um, and that can be hard. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Cause I, I never even say that. Like, uh, it would probably make it easier if like, especially with someone that's not like comfortable with this or anything, like think of it as an acting gig. Like think of it like you're, you're performing, like you just think of yourself as an actress. Yes. You know, like that, I think that could push you through. Right. Right. Absolutely. And I got a coach. Um, so there is someone online and she, she goes, her name is Jade Malone. Um, she goes by like redhead Jade, I think on social media, but she does these like master classes for spicy content creators. Um, and one of the biggest things that helped me when starting all this, I've always, again, I'm a big, big on education. So I wanted to know a little bit before I jumped in. And I got a coach, I was like, you know, what, what are the types of things that you do? What, how do you set boundaries for yourself? What do you do to get yourself in the mood? How do you keep yourself on schedule? You know, what are some things that you do? And her number one recommendation was to, even if it's, even if you're fully yourself, like I am, to create a character. She was like, down to the way that you say hello. And she was like, this doesn't have to be who you are in your everyday life. She was like, you can wake up and decide who you want to be today and fit a niche and make yourself work. Um, she was like, you know, pick three things about yourself that you love 
and kind of adapt to those. Maybe you have a very specific color. I really jump on the fact that I'm a student and then I've got kind of that girl next door vibe. That really works for me, so I play to that. Some girls maybe are really spicy and they've got like that beautiful sultry look. So you're going to want to do something a little bit more intense. You find something that caters to you and you sort of build a cater, you know, um, a life around that. Where were you born? You know, what did you do? What are your friends like? What do you like to do for fun? And this doesn't have to be, you know, something, the person that you are every day. A lot of the times I think it helps people to be outside of themselves for this. So create a persona, be an actress, be an actor, you know, get yourself in the headspace. If you're not typically the type of person who would do online sex work, then create a character that is the type of person who would do that and fit that persona. Have fun with it. You know, and before you know it, you've got like this whole alter ego going on. Um, a lot of the times it really, you know, I know girls online who are night and day from their personality. You would never guess, never guess. And on the same regard, you know, like someone, even like the girl next door, people are come online and they're like, holy shit, you can get really kinky. And I'm like, yeah, so, so you know, you can't always... You can still have your niches, but get a little dirtier. You can't always, you know, it's important to really analyze your model, look at the comments, look at who they are. A lot of the times we take, you know, our buyers fairly seriously and we write some stuff, give you a little bit of input about us. Take that to heart because if we're telling you that, you know, we're sultry and we're intimate, you might want to find out why. Right, you know? right. Yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah, that's great advice, man. Especially like, cause like to play cat, like it's fun. Like that's, you know, exactly right. It's fun. Yeah. You could like, you know, yeah. and it can evolve into, there's no rules. Like, you know, you can evolve to wherever you want to be. Right. You know, exactly. You know, online Katie is very boisterous and, you know, I laugh a lot. I like jokes. I like to have conversations you know, me every day, I would much prefer, I don't know a single one of my neighbor's names. If you try to talk to me when I'm out in public, I'm going to be like, ew, go away, like six feet, please. Like, I don't want anything to do with other humans outside <laughs> of the realm of camming, you know. But it's really fun when I get to come in and all of a sudden I'm bubbly and I'm friendly and I'm the type of person who wants to know more about you and I want to talk to people and I get to sort of play that role. And then in my everyday life, I can just be my normal self um, <laughs> yeah it's like an escape really i mean you know right exactly exactly you know and again it's nice because i hate to you know i try not to make things about money but i was amazed on my worst night i make like 150 bucks a night just in a matter of an hour or two and if i'm not doing well i just log off and call it a day you try again tomorrow and you know it's do you, so yeah with that i want to ask you do you ever like uh like because especially because you're on chatterbait do you ever find yourself like like when it's slow do you like do you just sit there and just see what happens or do you just get off because you know like what's the point it depends um sometimes so the inner nerd in me made a bunch of excel spreadsheets when i first started um, and I logged in which sites I was using, which how much money I was making, you know, what times of the day. And I, so I tried to find out which days and which times were the most profitable on each site. So I'll log in. I'll try to log in at like those times specifically, 
and if things are slow, I might still kind of stay to see if they pick back up. Um, but I try to play it by like, if it's been 45 minutes and I have not received a tip on, excuse me, I have not received a tip on any site or, you know, I haven't been taken into a private chat, I'm probably going to log off. Now I might just throw a robe on. Um, I've got a hot tub in the backyard, so I might hop in my hot tub for 15, 20 minutes and come back. Sometimes I'll change scenery. Um, depending on which site I'm streaming from, I can stream in my hot tub. So sometimes I'll go out there and I find that tends to bring people to the table a lot. Um, so it's something new, it's something different. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, sometimes I'll just kind of log off. I'll watch TV. Sometimes I stay on and I'll mute my microphone. I'll set my camera up so it's just in front of my television and I'll watch TV or something. Or I'll put a headphone in and like throw my hair down and listen to a podcast or a book on tape um, and just kind of see how things go for a few minutes while I use my vibrator and try to entice people. But if I notice that things aren't picking up, I don't try to beat a dead horse. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, because you, you, do you do custom content or you don't even? I do. Um, I definitely, especially if I like you. Um, and if you're someone who's been tipped, and again, the it's not all about the money for me. So if you're very polite and you're respectful and you've been showing courtesy, you might get to see, you know, I might take you and show you my titties or do a cam to cam session without you having tipped me anything just because I like you, because I like your energy. Um, and on the reverse note, you know, you might be someone who I'm not necessarily fond of, but you're tipping me really consistently. I'm going to be more likely to cater to you, even if you're asking me to call you daddy and do things that are less than my favorite. Mm -hmm. Right. So it really depends on like the, the energy of the person or the value that they're bringing to my table. Um, right. Because again, if I like you and I'm having fun with you, then fuck it. I'm going to have fun with you. But if you're someone that's just a little, you're new or you're a little blasé and you're just like, hey, a lot of the times guys come in and they'll you know, shake your ass, show me your ass, shake your ass, show me your ass, show me your pussy. I want to see your tits. I'm like, that sounds right. fun. Right. I'm like, I, I, I see you, friend. I'm like, and my favorite is when they'll send me, they're especially on Chatterbait. I guess there's this thing that you can do where you can send someone a picture of like the little mouse clicking the PMs. So as if I don't know how to check my private messages and they're showing me how they're like, here, you check your PMs like this. And I'm like, well, no, I, I, I know how to do it. Thank you for mansplaining what I, what I literally have a profile on me. I understand the concept of the private message. You, however, my friend, have not brought anything to my table, so I'm not taking any time to give to you specifically in this moment. But thank you. I appreciate the, um, the you know. <laughs> That's indicate. a nice dig. I like that. That's a nice dig. Right. I'm like, um, okay. I'm like, hmm, thank you for acting like I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah, thanks. It's the same thing when I try to like send you, they're like, oh, here's a PayPal request. You have to give me $25 first. I'm like, do you think that I have a PayPal account and I've never used it? <laughs> um, like, so, but they do that a lot. They're like, this is how you check your private messages. This is how you check your direct messages. I'm like, yes, yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm Thank fucking you. retarded. I don't know. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah they're exactly. fucking... Exactly. Yeah. But you said about like you like you that's that's fucking smart. I haven't heard that yet, and that makes total sense. Like you 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 keep track of like when you know 
when uh you know when shit's popping times days that kind of stuff yeah i mean there's definitely something to be said for consistency um and i think that no matter what time that you log on you're gonna have clients but there's definitely times that i receive more tips than others there's times that i have higher traffic but get less money and there's days or you know times i have lower traffic but i make a ton you know and sometimes it only takes one really good session to make your night it depends on I also, so there's another thing that is slept on, and it's called Friendly, um, P-H-R-E-N-D-L-Y. That is, an, a, I make a ton, it's not necessarily as consistent, but when I get calls on Friendly, I make a lot of money. And Friendly is nice because that, you can set it up to direct deposit into your account the next day, or, you'll, you know, it'll deposit money. So I tend to make like 30 or 40 bucks on Friendly with short video calls or, you know, brief text messages that I can do at my own time. A lot of the times I'll let that run up in the background while I'm camming because I can respond to those messages. And they're paying for every message that they send you, so it's more worthwhile. Right, have it right in the background. That's brilliant. So when things are slow with chat sessions, sometimes I'll just pay a little bit more attention to friendly. I'm still making 35 cents a message and that's going to automatically, I've never, I think the most I've made on friendly in a day is like 280 bucks. So there's times where you can like make a pretty decent penny on it. Um, and then there's days I've only made like 15. So the average is like 30 to 40 a day, but I don't pay all that much attention to it. Um, so I think that if, you know, you were to put a lot of, work into it that you, it would definitely have the potential to make you some decent coin too yeah yeah now with friendly change well with friendly uh where do the where do the customers come from like where do they find you on there do they find you on there or is it separate or like so it's kind of it's weird it's almost in a way set up like a dating app so it's kind of like tinder and you have to heart a person, and if they heart you back, then they can send you messages. And whoever sends the first message initiates the payment. Um, so my strategy is I, they allow you to like set up your age range. I do 18 to 99, and so that way I get everyone. I heart. It, they don't limit the amount of people that you can like. So I just like everybody and then let them come to me. I'll spend a few minutes in the morning and uh, I'll pull it up on my phone. And while I'm drinking my coffee, I'll just sit there and hit the like button consistently and do it, you know, 250 times. Just that way I've got a pretty good, you know, start for the day. And as people come in, they'll, some, sometimes you never get a message. Sometimes they do message you. I've had guys on Friendly bring me into a chat for like 45 minutes and for an hour, I get $202 on Friendly. Um, so, you know, it's financially, it's definitely worthwhile. You can also use it on your computer, so it's not strictly on the phone. Hmm. But it's definitely, it's a little, and I think that's why it's harder for things to be consistent. It's a little bit less easy to get clients. Um, right. so, you know, you're at the mercy of them sending, if you don't want to pay them, then you're at the mercy of them sending you a message after you like each other. And I'd say maybe one out of every 10 people that I make a match with actually sends me a message. But yeah, but like you said, like you're how you're using it, you're using it like while you're fucking just eating something. Right? It's not like you, it's not even your free time. It's just like you're eating and just fucking exactly. just liking shit. That, that sounds 
pretty good. Exactly. I'll be, you know, watching a lecture for school and sitting there doing it or whatever in my hot tub. And I'll just take it. It doesn't take long. You, you can speed do it. Just hit the button a bunch of times. And what is typically what I do, it's become like second nature now for me to like tap my phone screen while I'm doing something else. And I'm not even really paying attention. Sounds like a great strategy for Fansly, right? Fansly? Yeah. Yes. Fansly. Friendly. 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 Oh. I'm sorry. I'm terrible with names. I don't fucking um, know. Yeah. I mean, there's no, so many. Um, and I found that's a good strategy too. You know, I've got the OnlyFans, I've got the Chatterbait, the My Free Cams, the Streamate, Friendly. I'm like, you know, Live Jasmine or whatever. I, was, I signed up for them all when I started. And I was like, what's going to make me the most money? Where do I have the most clients? Are, are you yeah. at that? Are you at that point now? Like, cause like I, that I totally down with that sign up to everything you possibly can are you at the point where like you've narrowed it down to like a select few and those are the ones you focus on yeah for the most part um i stick to streammate chatterbait and my free cams plus friendly thrown in um and friendly is nice because that's one of the only ones that's an actual app you can download to your phone too which makes it super convenient so i can do that like while i'm on the go and then, you know, the streammate chatterbait and my freakouts I'll typically do like on my computer. And those are the big three. I find I make the most money on streammate. Um, my free cams is probably a close second. And then chatterbait comes in third. But chatterbait is where I have the largest following. Um, so chatterbait is probably where I've gotten the most subscriptions to my OnlyFans through, you know, folks on chatterbait and things like that. So there's definitely kind of a method to the mat to the madness for each, I think. Yeah, yeah. You have to do what works for you. Um, you know, I, I know some girls who do extraordinarily well on Chatterbait. Um, so, and I've been continuing to I see a lot of partners doing really well on my free cams and Chatterbait. So I've been playing with the idea of bringing in one of the girls that I sleep with sometimes and seeing if we could do a show to see if that would improve. Um, but I think that there, it's all about kind of the subscriptions there too. With my free cams and Chatterbait, there's a lot of traffic to both of those sites and it's really easy to set up a free account for both of those sites. And a lot of people use it for that purpose. Even the premium members will buy tokens once and never buy tokens again. And now they've got that premium status and they come in. So you have to kind of, you know, weigh those benefits. Now you might have a ton of traffic on Chatterbait and you get a ton of premium accounts that are great tippers, but on my free cams, not as much, you know, so whatever works for you, I think is what you should definitely, for each girl, I think there's a method to the madness, but people sleep on Streammate a lot and it kills me. You know, I, <laughs> that's definitely, I make the, that the majority of my Streammate is probably where I put the most of my focus. Um, yeah, yeah, I hear that a lot. We, the, the two that I hear that from is Streamate and uh, Sex Panther. Those are the two that I hear yeah. that from. Yes, Sex Panther is great too. Um, I didn't, that one was a little bit harder for me to navigate. Like it felt a little bit, it wasn't as much like the program itself wasn't as easy for me to work by, which I kind of let that one fall by the wayside, but love Streamate. Yeah. And for some people, Sex Panther works really well. Um, and I can see how, where it would have like a ton of potential. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially with that kind of stuff, like it's like your like your comfort level with the the apps and everything. Like, like I hate OnlyFans. I hate how I hate everything about it. Shit. I shouldn't have said. All right. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I I just don't like how it's. I don't know. I just don't like the feel of it. It's just my taste, you know. Like I just don't like the feel of it. Whatever, you know. No, I totally understand. Um, there's people that I know. The coach that I hired her whole like most of her teaching was designated for only fans originally and then i kind of came in and not that i you know only fans definitely has a purpose i think but it's definitely not where i make the most money um and it's not and you know it's not my most favorite i enjoy it and i do you know i love my clients there but i i find it can be a little clunky sometimes and some you either love it or you hate it um, and that worked really, really well for my coach. But for me, like be a, the actual camming has been more beneficial. Um, I, I think it's too, when you have a marketing mindset, I think OnlyFans comes to you very easily. But I don't have a marketing mindset. I couldn't sell ice water to people in hell. So when you're asking me, like, why you should come and subscribe to my OnlyFans, well, I don't fucking know. Do you want to see my tip? <laughs> right. <laughs> um... You know, so I have all, it's a, that one's a harder sell for me, whereas camming, it comes a little bit more naturally and I feel like, you know, I can be myself. Although I do offer like custom videos and stuff, recording myself on camera isn't, I'd much rather like talk to you, have a conversation or be in this type of setting as opposed to like making a video for you. And so I, I'm a lot more awkward in those positions. I'm also going to like overanalyze everything I do. Every photo that I post, every video, I'm going to watch it like 50 times and then hate it and delete it and try again and until I make myself crazy. With camming, I'm just, here I am, I'm out there, it is what it is, I'm just being myself, hopefully you're just being yourself too, and we can just be safe in the space together and have a little fun. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, and then I also don't have to worry about you downloading my video and sending it to my future boss or whatever, you know? Right. Not that people can't reach, record cam sessions, but to me it's always felt a little safer than like sending you a shit ton of photos or doing these custom videos of like me sucking a toy for you that I couldn't deny even if I tried. Right. You, you yeah. just, you just click something in my mind. There, I just found, God damn it. I, I just found, um, here, wait, one second, one second. Cause I want to ask you about this real quick. Yeah. Uh, I just found there's websites that record chatterbait, uh, lives. You know about these? Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, was... um, I'll post them on like different sites like Pornhub and things, and well, probably not Pornhub because I think they have like a uh, more strict. But that you know they'll like post them X on videos, those yeah. kind of yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I was exactly. I was like, holy shit, this is fucking like. There's just like every fucking like because the one because I was uh, checking out for one person, and like all of her fucking sessions are on there. Yeah. <laughs> One, and something that you have to be careful of, too, I know a lot of models and girls who have been blackmailed because, you know, you, VPN settings and cybersecurity is so important when you start camming because even though, you know, they've got those little you can block your area, 
if someone wants to do harm, they're going to do harm. If someone wants to find you, they will find you. And they have done it. I know a lot of girls who that people have come in and they found and then they've well, you know, if you don't want your entire family to know and your boss to know and, you know, this, that, and the other, then this is what's going to happen. And you don't want to get yourself in those situations. And they'll do it. You know, I'm going to post your video on this site if you don't pay me this amount or if you don't do these things for me. And then half the time they're going to post your damn video anyway. Or someone's already done it. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it, it's fucked up. And there's not, and you know, I mean, there is and there isn't a whole lot that you can do about it. It can be tough to track down exactly who posted those videos. They get viewed hundreds of thousands of times. Some of that stuff gets washed out. Sometimes you can't afford to hire the legal help that you need to help you navigate that particular situation, or you might not even know that it's happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's insane. The, the amount of websites that are out there and some of these websites, I don't know if you've seen like some of these websites that stuff gets posted to are not even, they're not like functioning websites, but yeah. there's videos on there. Yeah. It, like it's all, it's a me it's a different method too. It's a lot of the times hackers will use these links and these, those information. So they're posting those videos you click on them, they might not have been able to get anything from me, but now they're going to be able to get something from you. Right. Um, it's, it's, in a way, they use us as clickbait, too. And it, it kills me how many ways people will find just to scam you. I'm like, if you put half, if all the people that were scamming cam girls actually just got on the cam site for themselves, they would probably make more money than they do with these scams that they're trying to pull. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You could just come here and shake your ass. It would be okay. Like, you could probably make a decent living, honey, I assure you. And that's what I always think when it comes to these situations. Like, if they put half as much energy into doing all these things to hurt other people, then they could, like, dude, you could probably be a rocket scientist or cure cancer if you just stop trying to be such a jackass. I know. Like, you know, like, just no morals, I guess. I don't know. It's so, it's lazy. But right. it's a lot of work, though. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, it's a lot of work. I, I guess, I, I guess, just like if you find that that you know that person that just doesn't know any better, or maybe that's that's easy. Well, I don't know. And the sad thing is, you know, it happens. It happens a lot. People get scammed left and right. I know you want to believe, man. You want to believe, you know. Well, and there are horrible stories, too. You know, I've had a guy who I had to cut off um, because he was coming to me, and finally he, like, admitted that he was spending every penny of all of his paychecks on tokens and chat sessions with me. And I only found out one day because, like, our, our session ended, and he messaged me, and he was like, hold on, I'm going to be right back. He was like, I have to go and get another credit card so I can upload points. Like, I'm, I've gone into the negative on this account. And I was like, wait a minute, whoa. Um, and I was like, dude, like, I really appreciate time with you, but if you're putting yourself in a financial situation, then we shouldn't be having this time together. I was like, I think it's for your own benefit if I go ahead and block you because I don't want, I mean, I appreciate having you as a customer. Don't get you get me wrong, but I'm not going to be able to sleep at night if I know that you're constantly spending every dollar you have and you're, you know, you're not able to pay your bills and you're not able to live your life because you're spending all this money on me. 
I mean, it's better than smoking crack, but I mean, it's it's equal to right. you know gambling, though. You know it's... exactly. I'm like, I just I, I'm like, I think about a lot. There was, and I don't. You'll have to forgive me because I don't remember what the family's name was, or but it was like a another podcast I was listening to a troop crime and it was a cam girl and this guy was he was obsessing over her to the point where he had like taken his family's credit cards and he had put in that his family in debt and it was like big money he was like committing fraud he went to prison and then got out and his family had like reached out to this girl and like they were like please you know my this is we need you if you if you see him again just don't interact with him like please just block him and he ended up killing his entire family over this cam girl. Um, Holy yeah, it, shit. Like, oh, let me see if I can. Uh, oh, I feel terrible that is I can't remember. The girl's Anna, name is Anna. Addie cam, um, it was Addie something. And Grant Amato is the guy's name. He killed his family. Um, and the, the, girl's, the, real, the girl's true name was Melissa Turner, but online she won as Addie. Um, but this dude, like, killed his whole family over this. So I always, and, like, the inner social worker in me, when people, when I sense, like, there's too much of a desperation and that maybe this is an addiction or that this is a problem for someone, I'm all into having fun, but I don't want to be what sends you into a downward spiral spiral or a rabbit hole. So if I start sensing that, I'm like, it's in my best interest and it's in your best interest if we just don't. It doesn't. It's not, doesn't create a good mental space for me as someone who has like a history with social work because now I want to fix you, and that's going to move our relationship to a different space. And I don't want to have. I, that's not my. That is not my problem. That is not my fish to fry. I want you to get a really, really good therapist. That is not me. And good luck. May the force be with you, and the odds be ever in your favor. Um, yeah, that's. That, yeah, because yeah, that, that's that's no fun. It's no. it's no fun watching other people suffer, or especially being a part of it. Fuck that. Exactly. So I think it's important for us to think about the exploitation from both ends. You know, like just as much as I hate that there's a chance that my videos are being posted on like some of these crazy websites, I also hate the idea of some dude spending every last dollar. I would rather just show you my tits for free for five minutes than have you spend every penny that you, you know, have on me and you can't get food for the week or your electricity is going to get cut off. Yeah, that's, 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 that's mental, that's mental disorder, right? I mean, that's not. And that happens a lot. Um, you know, it's something that I think that uh, I wish that other models would be aware of that, you know, there are now, you know, people do things for whatever reasons, but there's a lot of people out here who have partners that don't know that they're on these sites and don't understand why these charges are happening. And, you know, this type of, this has ended marriages. Um, I've had men call me with their wives, like, sleeping in the background, and they're, like, trying to show me their sleeping wife. And I'm like, no, this is, we, I'm like, this is, <laughs> like, you got to go, honey. you got to go. Like, and, you know, so you can't. There, when people are getting hurt, which does happen, and it's so easy on these sites, especially when you're new and you're just starting out and you're trying to navigate and get your footing and, like, these people are coming in, it's a very easy industry to just have exploitation take over on a lot of different ends. Yeah, never, never even crossed my mind. 
a lot of the times too, another big kink is men will come on and they'll want to talk trash about their wives or they'll want me to talk trash about their wives. And that, I'm like, that's gross. Like, I, I can't tell you, your wife's not a bitch. She's probably a lovely woman. You're <laughs> actually probably an asshole and that's why, why she's not your dick. Yeah, why even bother? Like, that's just... Right. That's just like a that's just like a bad headspace in every way. Like just like it doesn't turn me on. Like and if it does turn you on, then you need some therapy and you're I feel bad for your wife. <laughs> like that's the energy that's not getting you laid, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's ugh. So you know. Uh, there's all there's all kind of wackos out there, you know? Or but, you know, we're all a little wacky in our own ways, though, I guess. Exactly, exactly. And most of my friends think I'm absolutely... I've got a couple that are supportive that I really hang on to and cherish. But the vast majority of responses that I got when I said that I was going to, you know, continue to work as a cam girl were negative. Um, you know, a lot of people who supported me when I was doing it, when I had no other means all of a sudden thought it was a terrible idea for me to turn down like this full-time job as opposed to doing this. Even though, and I even said, I posted, I was like, I'm happy and I can do the things that I love and that make me feel good. Or I can go back to the safety of a 40 hour job that I absolutely hate that gives me all these benefits, but it's crushing my soul. Um, so I'm like, you know, and you, I, was amazed at how many people were just like, nah, crush your soul. Um, they'd rather see me do that. They're like, you know, being an online sex worker is so horrible. I'm like, is it? What's so bad about it? That's the, yeah, yeah I, I think that's the society we just live in. Yeah, right? exactly. That, that's it. I mean, you know, you, yeah. you throw in fucking religion and all that bullshit and, you know, the fucking, the culture we're in now. I bet you in the 90s, if the internet was, you know, if the internet was what it was now, like in the 90s, sex work would be the fucking, like, oh, yeah. I don't know if it'd be mainstream, but I mean, it wouldn't be that big a deal, you know? It's, it'd be a lot yeah. different. Yeah, and I'm like, again, you know, people have been, this is not, this is not a new thing. Sex work, it did not just start. As long as people have existed, they've been paying for sex. You know, that's just, that's sex sells. That's what it is. That's the way our society is. And why does that have to be a problem? You know, here's the thing. We are all just blobs of, like, flesh on this big hunk of carbon. We are, the reason that we feel pleasure from sex is because we're driven to, it's part of what ingrained in our DNA. So why fight that? Why treat it like it's bad? Why make each other feel bad about it and not just enjoy it and have some fun? That's, you know? Yeah, that that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, it's the world we live in, especially yeah, now. It's literally what we're built for. People don't think twice about like when, you know, animals fuck each other in nature, but then they're like, oh God, you shouldn't be an online sex worker. I'm like, why? Like, you know, animals fuck each other all the time and it's fine, but people shouldn't do that. I'm not, and I don't even have to actually go and put myself at risk. I'm in the safety of my own home behind a locked door. You know, I'm not putting myself at risk of any STDs. I'm, you know, comfortable. I'm in control. I, you know what I, I, I think the world is moving faster now, but like you just think back, like to you watch a show from the 1950s, like you know the husband and wife like slept in separate beds, but that wasn't reality. But you know on TV that had to be the reality. You know what I mean? Like it, it, that was only what? Well, only I mean what? 70, 80 years ago, but 
Well, you know, I'll never forget when I was a kid, I saw my grandparents kiss. And I was appalled. I was like, oh, my God, you know, old people don't kiss. You guys shouldn't. And my mother looked at me and she was like, how do you think your grandmother got to have eight children? (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know why. I was like 13 years old or something. And it just struck me. And I was like, oh, my God, she's right. Like, my grandma had sex and she might (laughs) be having sex. Holy shit. Um, But, yeah, you know, like, it's normal. And, I'm, you know, it's. Our grandparents didn't get to have the loads of children that most of them, or a lot of them have by just sleeping in separate beds. You know, we never right. Hey, grandpa was blowing loads in grandma. That's just right. a fact, you know? Exactly. I'm like, look, our grandmother has invented porn. All right? We didn't invent this shit. This isn't brand new. This is something in great, like, great, great grandma was out here, you know, right in the first original sex via letter. You know, there's some ink and quill, you know, parchment sex letters out there. I guarantee it. You know, people were hella spicy. Yeah, well, but it's <laughs> funny you say that because I not too long ago I seen like the first uh, like like pornographic pictures from like the early 1900s. Like they were fucking. They were they weren't like all prim proper. They were fucking. You know, blah. You know, everything was out. You know, dirty and wild, man. <laughs> they could only you know they were getting one photo, so they really had to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like, but it's true, you know, like, I just, it's so funny to me. I've, I've also been very fortunate that I've had the ability to travel um, with school. It's amazing to me that my community colleges have allowed study abroad the way that they have. But something I've learned is that we as Americans are extraordinarily prude about sex. You know, we're all like, oh, everyone's so aghast. You know, I went to Germany and they're like, yeah, we fuck. We fuck all the time. We'll fuck in that bathroom right now. Like, she, my wife bends me over. I like to be pegged. What'd you have for lunch? You know, just like an everyday, it, it's, they're like, why do Americans think it's so weird? They're like, why? They're like, you're the weird ones. It's natural. Like, you like what you like. You talk about it. You move on. And if you just have the discussion, it normalizes it. And then all of a sudden, the things that once were weird little kinks are now just things that people like, and it's everyday behavior. That's so true. It's that way in so many other countries. And here in America, we're like, mm, no, I'd rather not talk about sex at the dinner table, please. Right, yeah, all in the bedroom and everything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess this is the beginning. I mean, for Americans anyway, this is like the beginning. You know, right. we're starting to, you know, because like, you know, like the, there's less religious people now than, you know, younger people now than ever. Like, you know, things are changing, but we're, I think it's only the beginning, right? Oh my God, yes. And it's that one thing that I've noticed is where I do find support and like the people I have been able to be, you know, actually openly having conversations with are super supportive and like they would live and die by it and they would crucify anyone who spoke down to me about it or who tried to like make me feel bad. And these are the people that are going forward and they're pushing. Another misconception is that, you know, cam girls are out there and we're like not doing anything. I know a lot of people that are working towards getting laws passed and legislation to make actual changes in their states to help regulations and things of that nature. There's a lot of power in sex work and the confidence that comes with it. And when you find those people and the people that are going to support you in that, you can really create an army. Um, And, you know, that's what's going to pioneer the change that I see happening. 
one day not anytime soon though unfortunately you know it's <laughs> it might be in our lifetime we'll be old but it might be in our lifetime right yeah once the old people die off you know and it's right. starting i mean you know what's what's the next yeah because like what the boomer generation is like the oldest now or no i think i don't know but once they die off you know things will be a lot easier uh, there was someone on, I think it was the, uh, a TikTok or something, and her slogan was cremate the patriarchy. And I stand by that. Once we have the cre the patriarchy cremated, um, we'll be able, and we're getting there. They're all dying off. <laughs> they call it the silver tsunami, um, you know, all, and it's getting ready to happen. You know, all these, all the people that were old and crotchety and keeping all these terrible things in place are falling out and they're starting to drop like flies. They're having heart attacks with their hookers and then we're going to be able to swoop in. Yeah, it's true, man. It's true. It's just like, you know, it's evolution. Yes. You know, it's a weird exactly. evolution though. It is, but it's happening. Um, and there were some studies that have been done. We have been progressing more rapidly as far in in different directions, not necessarily, you know, always progression, but our society's been changing more rapidly over the ages. Um, you know, we as a society are pushing forward and backward in some cases faster than we ever have before. So I think that we'd be amazed the kind of power, you know, if we stick together and really create a camaraderie, that's one of the things that I love about your podcast is that it kind of helps to bring people together. One thing that I encountered was this sense of like competition. I first started and I was like turning to Reddit for a lot of advice and people were very hesitant to share their knowledge. Um, and it was almost like they were afraid that if like, they told me what their favorite site on was that all of a sudden I was going to log on and steal all of our clients and they weren't going to get tips anymore. So there was this hesitation to share information. Um, and I think that we really need to create the sense of abundance. There's enough work out there for all of us. And if we can just work together with one another, we can actually make changes that are going to be good and progress for all of us to not only keep us making money and keep us in profit, but are that, there was a law that was recently passed, I believe the state was Maryland, it might have been Delaware on the East Coast, that finally prohibited sex trafficking. Um, after all these years, it was in like 2022. Yeah, sex trafficking was still technically <laughs> what? reality. Yeah. It was some like minor law and it was making the, yeah. And, <laughs> That's um, hilarious. You know, who fit, you know who found that law and found that subsection? an online sex worker. She brought it to the attention of local legislation, and now that's not a thing anymore. That's... So there's people out there, you know, like, and you wouldn't think because it's 2023, how could there possibly be a law that exists <laughs> that would allow for the exploitation of women, I say, as we just banned abortion in half the states in the U.S.? You know, we live, it when living in the United States, especially as a woman, Although we think they are, and you know, we do the whole freedom of speech, and you know, our you know our amendments, our bodies aren't our own in a lot of cases in the U.S. Um, and it's the work of people. A lot of the times, online sex workers and the people who love them that are doing the work, or even just sex work in general, that it's pushing that forward and pioneering it because we're you know we're the ones who are pointing out the horrible things because we're paying attention to them. Uh, I'm blown away. I didn't even realize, <laughs> like, sex yeah. trafficking, really? Yeah. Out and, of all know, the things. People aren't analyzing the laws. 
you know, that they're not teaching you about all that, well, in most cases, all the nitty gritties of the details of like sex trafficking laws when you, that's stuff that you have to specialize in over the years. And a lot of the times it just gets glazed over and brushed over and people don't realize the implications. There are so many archaic laws that are in place and it's so easy to get them changed. You know, it's not, you don't have to be in the government, you don't have to, all you have to do is bring it to the attention of one of your local legislative people and let them do the work for you. Just point out the issue. Uh, yeah, it's funny you, you say know? that. Yeah, I, I've never experienced, it's funny, I'll just say this, because uh, it has nothing to do with anything, but I've never ever in my life reached out to any politician or anything like that, right? Ever in my entire life. <laughs> Um, last year I, cause I live in pencil, I live in Lancaster actually. And I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I'm, I'm moving to Maine. And, uh, last year I worked for a company. It was great and everything, but they found someone else. I trained the person and, uh, they let me go way earlier than we had discussed. So I was collecting unemployment. Then, uh, there was, cause apparently unemployment in Pennsylvania is a huge fucking ordeal and this and that. And my money went into a fraudulent account on the back end of unemployment. Now, so they had to do a big investigation, this and that. Eight months, eight months goes by. So I'm living off of my, uh, my savings. And finally, just, uh, just weeks ago, I fucking, you know, cause like my savings is pretty much depleted now. I, I, yeah, I reached out to my local politician. Uh, I think her, uh, Mindy Fee or some shit. Uh, the next day, uh, one of her representatives called me to say that they're going to talk to their rep their person in Harrisburg. The very next day, unemployment called me. I haven't heard from that. They've never called me ever. Right. And just what? what's today? Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. Monday, I got a call. The last call that said they're going to send me my money. See? It's amazing. We yeah. It, yeah, it all happened within... Yep. days that's incredible things can move when you have the right person's voice the process can move so quickly so quickly all you need is someone in your corner you know it's and it sucks because it, oh, there's so many people who are falling through the cracks just like you you know there so many people are being screwed out of, you know, the incompetence of our government, clearly, because it was just a matter of a couple phone calls and all of a sudden the problem's taken care of, you know, you just have to have the voice of the right person and all of a sudden you can make a change. And yeah, and I, I say all of that because I would have never, because I was waiting eight fucking months, like a fucking oh. retard. But I, I was, you know, I was at my fucking end here. I had, you know, I, I'm almost out of money here, you know, so I had to do it. But I didn't realize how fucking easy the whole process, like they actually fucking did. So I, I, I didn't do it because I figured, ah, fuck, look at the politicians in Washington. They don't fucking do anything. They don't get anything done. Why bother? Right. Well, and you know, the first time I never, and it's funny, I have a very similar story. I'd never really thought to reach out to a politician, but I had a tree in my front yard that, and I live sort of next door to a church and there's a lot of traffic on my street. 
and there was a tree that was falling over. It's not quite on my property. It's not quite on my neighbor's property. And we had looked at like our assessments because we're trying to figure out what we're going to do about this tree that's going to fall over, fall into the street, fall into a kid or a grandma with a walker. Um, and we, so we called a tree place and like we contacted some people and they gave us a quote of like $8,000 to come and remove this tree. And I'm like, what the shit? And I knew for a fact that this tree wasn't on our property. And I was like, it's, it, this is on the city. It's not on your property. It's not on my property. It's on the city of Philadelphia's property. It's the only other person who owns this land. Um, so I reached out to a local politician and I was like, hey, you know, they're trying to say that we're responsible for this tree, but it's going to hurt someone. It's not on my property. It's not on their property. I'm a freaking college student and a social worker. She's a nurse and a full-time mom. We can't afford this. You got to come. And they were out like two days later and the tree was cut down. I came home from work the next day and there was a big orange X over everything. They'd come out, they'd surveyed, they cut it down. I never would have thought to, it was one of my colleagues actually, I think, because I was gone into work and I was complaining. They're like, you should reach out to your local representative. Um, and it did. It was like a matter of 48 hours and that tree was down. Holy shit. Yeah, I would have done that. I would have been like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. Fuck out of here. Right. I went on like, all right, guess the tree's falling. <laughs> yeah. Hope no one underneath that when it crushes, you know, like hope a car's not driving by. <laughs> yeah, nothing's gonna happen. Well, but two days. It just took two fucking well, days. Yep. It was crazy. And so, you know, we've all got it in this idea that like something's so big and we can't tackle it, but it's not true. We can. There's so much power that we have. And that's something that Cam Girl has helped bring me too. It's helped me gain confidence. You know, it's helped me. You you just you really do feel more powerful when you do it. It makes you feel sexy. It makes you feel confident. I think it can be a great tool for people who are struggling. Um, a lot of the times too, I know of people who now it's something you have to be delicate with, but folks that have had sexual trauma that have been able to work through a lot of that and become comfortable with them, their bodies and with their sexual selves again through online cam girl work because it creates a safe space and a safe experience where they're able to explore again and you know have the comfort of that without actually having to be touched by another person so it can be really healing too so many great points about that yeah i mean in every way i mean you also you could throw in like you know just like the the performing aspect like escaping and you know just like all the other skills you're gaining too like the analytical skills like trying to figure shit out and all this like it, there's, there's so many benefits yeah absolutely you know it's given me all i've done things i never would have thought about doing even outside of the aspect you know i've taken more chances I've gotten in the habit. I just recently, and I was at a place where I couldn't quite afford it, but I wanted to take a trip to Colorado. There's this convention that's happening, and I wanted to go. And I booked the ticket, and I got the hotel, and I, I just kind of was like, fuck it, I'll do it. You know, I'm living my life in a way that I never would have done that before. I've reached out to my local politics. Now, any, any time, no, they're probably going to hate me soon, because anytime I have the tiniest inconvenience in my life, I'm like, Senator? Senator Lee? <laughs> <laughs> SOS. <laughs> but, you know, like these are things I never would have done before. Um, and it's definitely the it's only improved the quality of my life. Uh, again, there's been crappy days, but you're gonna have crappy days no matter where you work. Right, right. Yeah, I 
I don't know, man. It sounds, it sounds, everything sounds good. Of course, everyone's experiences always, you know, can be different, but it can't hurt to try. Right. And I will say, I had tried um, probably, I don't know, maybe six, seven years ago. I was probably about 21. And I did attempt camming before and it didn't vibe with me. Um, you know, I loved going, I didn't do so well. Um, I just kind of never picked it up. I never got onto it. So I was a little bit more hesitant to try this time. My friend was telling me she actually was catering to the feeder fetish community. Um, and so she, you know, she was having a lot of success with that. And she was like, you should try cam girling. You should find a niche, like being a feeder, you know, you'll do so well. And I was like, all right, you know, I'll try it. But I, I wasn't really putting too much faith in it. It blew me away. Um, I think having the right mindset definitely helps if you're coming to this out of desperation because, you know, it's you're you're absolutely broke and you don't have any other options and you can't find a job and it's this or nothing. I don't think that you're going to be as successful as when you're making this choice based out of the actual desire and because you enjoy it. Um, and I think that definitely played a factor into me being successful now versus before. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think I think that's it because like every you know everyone I've interacted with and everything that seems to be where it's at. Like because when you're desperate, like it it changes your whole it changes your vibe. Yes. You know, like that alone, you know, like people can sense that shit, and you're doing things you wouldn't normally do, and you're fucking you're just it's a whole different thing. Yes, you're not yourself, you're stressed out, you can feel it, they can feel it, makes it less enjoyable for you and them, you know, it's, it just makes it a, the whole thing, then you're hating it and the situation, so, and you're not making money, so then it's not even worth it, you know. 100% correct, man. And then that... you're going and getting a minimum wage job, doing something that you're more comfortable with at the time, if... And there's no shame in that, you know, there's, if it's not the thing for you, it's not the thing for you. I know tons of people that love, you know, watching cam girls, but who have tried camming themselves and absolutely hated it. So if it's just not your cup of tea, you know, there's no shame in that. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's all about the mindset, I think. And having a coach helped, uh, you know, that, that played a big factor in having someone kind of guide me through and helping me to look at things in a different aspect than I normally would. Just the shift in perspective was super beneficial. Right. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Um, it, it helped me with my navigation too. I kind of learned how to set boundaries for myself a little bit more. I think I would have done a lot more catering to other people and less work to myself, which would have made the experience less enjoyable for me in the long run. Um, and that would definitely impact the experience I'm having now, too. So I think it's really important that people stay true to themselves first and foremost. Right, right. Shit, you should be a coach, man. I've been thinking about it. You know, I've been I've been considering it. Um, and, you know, that I'm always open. I do. There's a lot of people that reach out to me on Twitter, and I try to. I, I be, I'm very open with the experience that I have. You know, I'm a big believer in, again, there's abundance for all of us, and I don't think this knowledge should be gatekept. So again, I'm so grateful for this podcast. You know, there's been a lot of women on here that I've learned a ton from, and that information is invaluable. 
a lot of the times you're not going to really, you can talk about it all you want, but until you experience it, you don't really know. So having someone who's actually experienced it can be super beneficial. Um, yeah, it seems like a lot, like all these, like everyone I've been talking to, like they're all congregating now and talking to each other and everything. And yeah. And it makes total sense, like, you know, like, the ones that, that's also the other thing, too, is the, it always seems like the ones that are, like, fuck it, you know, like, no, no, I'm not giving you my secrets, bitch, fuck you. They're the ones that always seem to fail, but the ones like you and all the other girls that are, like, coming together and fucking, you know, giving each other fucking, you know, whatever you guys are doing, apparently it works. Yeah, and there's really something... A lot of I've made a lot of friends this way, and there's something to be said about having this, that support and that community. That makes it more enjoyable too, right? You know, like when it's you you develop lifelong connections from this, and it's not just necessarily a job that you do. Absolutely, yeah. When I was a you know when I was a semi-famous YouTuber, like you know like you know interacting with all of my youtuber friends with fucking you know millions of subscribers and stuff it made it all more better like we helped each other out we were fucking like we knew what we were you know like we're in the similar situation and like it made so everything so much more fun and better and yes no absolutely you know one of my common things is again because i'm bisexual and i do i enjoy sleeping with men but i most of my actual relationships have outside of one night stands and a relationship scattered here or there i've mainly been with women um a lot of the work that i do on you know my cam girl stuff it's exploratory too although i've you know enjoyed a dildo when i'm talking to you about sucking your dick I can count on one hand the amount of dicks I've actually sucked. You know, <laughs> I'm like, for me, it's all about building that connection. And I'll text some of the girls I know, and I'm like, okay, so question for the streets. Because I don't understand. I realized that I had never seen an uncircumcised penis. And I had questions. I was like, whoa. Um, because I was, I was like, you know, uh, the handful of drunk dicks that I've sucked were all circumcised. And there, that's a lot. There's a lot happening in this situation. I'm like, I need to know more. Um, <laughs> right, right. So the common thing I do is I'm like, question for the straights. Please help a lesbian out. Because I don't, uh, you know, it's a kind of a joke that we've got going on. But I can't text my, you know, my colleague that was, he was a social worker of these same questions and I'm more comfortable talking to these other girls that are camming because they're going to, they understand me, you know, they can break it down and some things happen that I just don't, I'm like, okay, when people do this, is it attractive to someone who would normally have a desire to sleep strictly with men? I'm like, I just got to know, because if it does it for them, great. I'm like, but it doesn't do it for me. And I just have to, it's something that's, you know, there's a lot of things that are pretty common that men do online that I just have to, I'm like, do you think that girls find that a turn on? Because we don't, we're going to play along for you, but like, buddy, what are you doing over there? Um, and that, so I, I do sometimes have to, like, question for the straights. Is this actually something that you like, or am, do I just like women more? Like, I, like, is anything besides penetration not attractive to me? Am I learning a lot more about my sexuality through this? Like, uh, yeah. Like, huh. <laughs> so it's been, like, an interesting discovery for me, too. But there's something to be said about having that group of people that I can rely on and laugh with. Or when there's a tough day and someone's asking me to be a seven-year-old, 
I can talk with them about this situation. And number one, they're not going to start attacking the guy, which is important to me because although, you know, these these are clients and I think that they have a right to, when you log on and you're in a private session with a model or you're even just in a session with a model at all, you deserve a little bit of confidentiality there as long as, you know, it's, you're, you're coming for it to be a safe space and I want it to be that safe space for you. I'm definitely no judgment. I can't, you know, I'm not the determinant of what's right or wrong or good or bad. So I can't tell you that the thing that you like sexually is disturbing or wrong or bad. And I'm not going to try to, you know, again, I'm not going to yuck your yum. You're a person and just because I'm not into it doesn't, you know, that's, that's fine. But it's hard when you're discussing a situation and all of a sudden, oh my God, you know, he's a creep. He's a terrible person. Da, 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 da. Maybe he is, or maybe he's experienced a shit ton of trauma that you don't know about, and he's trying to work through it in the healthiest way that he can find. You know? Oh, you better be careful with that. You're going to get canceled. You, you, <laughs> right? Oh. You, you, right? Again, you can't learn it, but, you know, there's, it's, again, it's not something I'm comfortable with. Or no, not no, something I, I totally get what you're saying. I, I just mean, you no. know, because, like, people jump to, because, no, that's a, that's a perfect point you just made. Like, yeah, like, it, it's okay to think about that kind of thing, you know? We don't have to, like, oh, my God, canceled. Can't right. talk about it. Can't say anything about it. Right, exactly. You know, it's definitely... I'm, again, it's not something that there's stuff that I'm not comfortable with, but there's stuff that I would definitely rather have you do online with someone who's over the age of 18 and consenting to the action than someone who's not. Um, you know, I feel the same way about rape play. It's something that I'm not comfortable with as someone who's been a victim of sexual assault. It puts me, it makes me feel unsafe and it puts me in an uncomfortable space. But I would much rather you act out that situation online with a, you know, someone who's consenting to that behavior and is comfortable with it than having you go out and assault some young woman in a bar or a club. Exactly. Well, should definitely hire a therapist too, but... <laughs> but in the meantime... Yeah, right, you know, like baby steps. And I think there's something to be said too when a person recognizes this need or desire that they have and they go about it to try and no matter what that is you know, you know no matter what you like i think that when you're trying to explore that in a healthy way that's not harming another human um, i'd always rather see you do that than cause harm to yourself or cause harm to another whether that even just be mentally because you're beating yourself up because you think you're a horrible person for liking the thing that you like Maybe you've just got some shit that you need to work through and you're halfway there. You know, but we're not, we have to be kinder to one another and to ourselves, especially in the society. And again, a lot of these the times we, we like the things that we like for a reason. And sometimes that's worth diving into a little bit. Some of the biggest kinks that I have, I've uncovered in therapy and I'm like, oh, wow. You know, so it's, it, and it's weird little shit that you wouldn't expect. I like it when you tickle my neck a certain way, and it's because my mom used to do that shit to put me asleep. How weird is that? But, you know, and that's common. But it's not weird, because, like, that, I've always said that. Like, it, everything stems from when we were kids. Everything. Exactly. You know, exactly. And so sometimes, you know, people have discovered some, they've 
going through some repressed trauma working through their kinks and you know discovering a lot more than they wanted to about themselves so you gotta give each other grace yeah you said it perfectly like uh because i i just realized we're almost on two hours here we gotta fucking you know gotta cut it off here that's just crazy Um, i don't want to take up too much of your time but i have to say like you just said about being kinder to people. Now, there's the group of people that are like, you know, oh, that's pussy shit. You know, what are you, woke? And all that stuff. Yeah. And I I was kind of in that fucking, in that that realm too. Like, well, 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 we're, everyone's turning into pussies and all this. But just about being kind, like what, there's nothing wrong with just being kind, you know? Like we, like. There, there has to be a happy medium because I always say this with like, you know, Republicans and Democrats, they're both assholes. They're, they're full, right. Like, but well, both, yeah, both have good points. And it's yes. it's the same with, uh, you know, quote unquote, woke people or whatever you want to call them. This, mm-hmm. this new generation, like, there's nothing wrong with being like, isn't that a good thing? Being kinder to people. But again, right. you know, there's some that go a little too far with like, you know, you can't say jokes, you can't do anything. There's a happy right. medium that we all should be trying to find. Right. I agree. My, and one of the things I always focus on is intent. You know, you can make a joke and you can have a conversation, but when your intent behind it is harmful, people can usually sense that. Um, you know, you got to read the room a little bit. And when you're not doing that and you're just out there causing harm for the sake of doing it, I'm like, come on. There's a time when you have to, um, again, I'm, I'm big on giving people compassion, but there's times when people don't necessarily deserve compassion in a moment and they're just being an asshole and you got to call them out on it. Um, you know, you have to be able to be kind to people, but don't do that at the sake of your own boundaries. You know, there you can't be. You know, if someone's just being a dick, sometimes they're just being a dick, and that's all right. You know, they're you don't always have to dig deep and find out why and what's causing it. It's okay to just block and walk away, or just to just be like, "Hey, fuck off," and move on with your life. You know, it's so you gotta. You, we we all. I, I'm a big. Per, you know, be kind to everyone, but I'm also known for being a little bit of a bitch. And, you know, that's because kindness is not, you know, um, kindness has limits. Sure. And you got to, we do have to try and understand one another and be there. But sometimes when you throw out a little bit of kindness and you get spit back in your face, you got to throw your middle finger up and walk away. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think you said it perfectly. Like, especially like with intent, like we all have, like, well, not everybody has common sense and logic, but if you use it, you can right. find that happy medium. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You know, and there you, you've got to be able to, and there's, there's things that folks do that you're just like, all right, that's not cool. But, you know, again, there's a happy medium that you can find. And I think the biggest, you know, if, if there is not, if you're not intending to cause harm and some folks do it without meaning to, which is a whole different story. But if you're not intending to cause harm, I think that's really, you know, the big, the big point there. You have to be able to still enjoy life and take a laugh. You can't be so serious about everything all the time. It's not always life or death. You know, it's sometimes you just, you gotta have a little bit of fun. Some, you know, but yeah. Yeah, I think... We have to be mindful of one another, too, and be kind, because a lot of the times people act the way they act for a reason. We say the things that we do for a reason. Um, all of our behavior is learned through, and it's important to give each other grace on moments like that. 
Yeah, we all make mistakes. I, I constantly make mistakes. I'm a fucking, I'm a fuck up. But, and I love feedback. Like if I'm fucking up or I do something stupid or I hurt your feelings, especially tell me, I, I want to know, you know, because especially if it wasn't my intent to hurt your feelings, you know, I feel horrible. Right, exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing too. And when you're able to give, like if you do do harm by mistake, because God, we've all been there, right? And I'm a totally different person now than I was 10 years ago. I have said, I said shit 10 years ago that I am not proud of now. I would never, you know, I've, I've said and done things I would never do again because they were just, you know, horrible. But I didn't know any better at the time. And, you know, as we learn and as we grow, that's another thing too. I think that we, we can't... Although, you know, certain actions, we have to give people grace as they grow. Just because someone has done something in the past does not mean they're going to stay that way forever. Someone may have said something that offended you, but you had a conversation with them and now they understand. And they're not, you know, like you said, if you do hurt someone's feelings and it comes to your attention, that's not a behavior you're going to continue. So it's not you being an asshole. And, you know, when we correct those behaviors and grow from them, I think that shows more about who we are as people than the asshole behavior did to begin with. So we do, you know, how to give credit. Absolutely. Perfectly said, man. Because, like, I, I just tell you, three years ago, I was a completely different person. I was a psychopath three years ago. You know what I mean? Like with my thinking, like I, I, I don't even like looking back today, I'm like, holy shit, how the fuck did I even think that shit? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just to just you know just i don't know same you know we grow you know it's... exactly you know it's and there's a lot to be said in that as people a lot of our behaviors are learned it's based on you know who we hung around with as children the schools we went went to the environments we've grown up to in and a lot of us are just kind of coming to the realization that we don't actually have to be those people and that we can form our own decisions and opinions you know we're coming into especially you know I'm 28 years old as somebody who's falling into their 30s. I just really started to figure out who I am a few years ago. And let me tell you, I wouldn't have wanted to know me as a teenager. So I was such a douchebag. So, you know, we, we got, you got to get even just a couple years ago. I was horrible. I was unbearable five years ago. So, you know. Right. And like, you know, like even if you're, you know, whatever your intentions are and everything like that, it doesn't, it doesn't even matter. But, you know, like you don't mean to do certain things but you do for whatever reason and you know like you grow and learn that's how that's how life is we grow and learn we don't know everything you think we uh, you knew everything when you were 18 19 right right exactly, exactly. <laughs> now you look back you're like oh my god what a moron i was right I can't, I was saying just some, to someone the other day, I can't believe that they let me operate a vehicle at the age of 16 years old because I was just, like the fact that I got, I was in control of a two-ton vehicle. I'm like, it's ridiculous to me. Now I feel like an old person because I'm like, we should be 21 before you have to drive a vehicle. I'm like, all right, grandma. <laughs> grandma. God, I was an animal and you let me have a car? Like I had the power to actually like take other people's lives with a two-ton machine and you're just letting me roll around with that kind of power when I can barely brush my teeth twice a day? Shit. <laughs> I know. I was blown away because I'm from originally from Jersey and, you know, 17 is when you get your license. I was blown away when I heard 16. That's like a whole – that's not just a year. When, you, when you're that young, like a year is like a fucking lifetime, you know? Great. When I think about like 16 year olds now versus 16 year olds, you know, when I was a 16 year old, I'm just like, oh, damn, like, it's just not good. 
it's not half these kids can't look up from their phones and i'm like oh oh my god this is just a recipe for disaster stop giving out all the licenses man and and plus the 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 fucking destruction of their mental health that alone fucking just irks me every fucking day you know i have a daughter she's 18 now but just the fucking to watch it live like just the past like four or five years oh my god oh yeah like it's mind-boggling it's insane man it really is you know and it's it's crazy and i'm anxious to see how it's going to end up because it's definitely you know it's it's bringing in a whole new wave of perspective um that is for sure that is for sure. Um, I know, man. It's 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 sad in a lot of ways too, you know. It is, you know. Again, I always feel so so old, but like I look back at even just like not knowing how to write cursive, or and I think about all how like fundamental it was to me growing up to like sit and write those really long dramatic letters as a young girl or those journal entries about you know what was me and the the loves of my life and my big fancy cursive that made me feel like a princess and you just don't get that same feel through like a, a cell phone um that's another reason why I think that I like actually being face-to-face on camera with someone or actually getting to interact with them through like a cam session because it it makes it feel more personal to me as opposed to like typing to you through a screen it's enough i prefer to answer verbally too because to me it just makes that experience feel more like you're what it brings that human connection that i think our society is so desperately missing um, and even though, you know, it can be still through a virtual computer screen, I think we can really bring the humanity back to it, especially when you're sitting there and you're just an everyday girl who's sitting in their house or hotel room trying to, or person rather, who's trying to stream and be with others. Now that just, that hum- that being yourself, laughing with folks, telling jokes, having conversations, I go on and like when I'm having a tough day, I tell them about it. I was doing something the other day and I broke a glass. I like was trying to do too much and I knocked over my wine glass on camera and like spilled wine all over my carpet, broke my mug, got glass everywhere. And I was like, well, shit, guys. So, you know, you get to watch me clean up this wine glass now. Yeah. But there's something I got so many viewers during that moment because it was something like a real just me being a person cleaning up the broken freaking glass i'm not here being some you know showing my tits and being like telling you what you want to hear it's just a very real raw moment of me being annoyed yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i think a lot of guys also a lot of guys like that shit you know it's like it's real yeah exactly it's just it's the humanity and i don't know our society needs to get back to that and it could start with camming I think it could, and I think that it is. You know, I, again, I've made some pretty great relationships. I've made some great friendships, not just with my clients, but with other cam girls and other, you know, models. And it's given me a better experience and relationship with myself. Hey, you're, um, I think you're a perfect example for cam girls. You know, like thank you. Thank you. I, you know, it's again, it's not. It's so different even than what I thought it was. I have to admit, I came into it with so many expectations and I was completely blown away. 
um, you know, by the support, by the profit, by the accessibility of it and the ease. I never, if you would have asked me just, you know, even a year ago, if I'd be paying my bills, being, a, you know, doing online sex work as a cam girl, I would have thought you were crazy. I would have laughed in your face and walked away. Um, but here we are. And it's allowing me to spend my time volunteering and studying and going on awesome vacations. So, Sound, oh, I didn't hear anything negative. No, you know, have I had to deal with a couple weirdos online? Sure, but you know what? I had to deal with weirdos online before this. Doesn't everyone? Like even <laughs> even girls that don't do cam, my, my my wife fucking shows me all these fucking Instagram, you know, these guys on Instagram that I was just fucking with one last night that, you know, is uh, one wow. of those sugar daddy ones. She sent them to me, so I was fucking with him too. But yeah, I mean, regular girls yeah. get this. Yeah, all the time, so, all the time about any, you can't post a photo without someone harassing you in some way, shape, or no matter what you do, no matter you're criticized, so you might as well profit from it. Exactly. Exactly. And even if you don't want to, show, you know, you don't want to bust out your titties or whatever, like, like you said, like, even with just like live streaming, because I know there's girls that uh, also live stream and they they don't get naked and stuff like li how nice. beneficial live streaming is to, to like you were saying, I think that that's brilliant. You know, that really is. There is something to that. Oh, yeah. I've got a friend. All she does is like play video games. Um, she's really good at them. She sits in her gaming chair, plays video games, and she sells a girlfriend experience. She sits there in like a bikini, but she's never shown her nude body. And I don't even know that she's ever really shown her full face. I think she wears like a mask and but she sells this girlfriend experience. She's got a ton of viewers, makes a ton of money. That works for her. She's got a niche. And then there's the um, there's one on OnlyFans. I think she's it, she's does like naked baking, and she's never shown her face on camera. But she does like she'll actually bake a cake or whatever, and then she gets naked and like has sex in between. And but she's never shown her face on camera, and she's wildly successful. So there's all sorts of different like I honestly I think the more like niche you get the better away because you start to attract people who really want to build relationship there it's kind of um like a black jelly bean theory you know not everyone likes the black jelly beans but the ones who do love them and when you can kind of achieve that as a cam girl it's a gold mine you know whatever level of comfortability you're with whether it's showing yourself nude or not you can find someone who's going to you know, maybe painting's your thing, and all you want to do is sit there and paint and talk to people. Go for it. I bet you'll make, you know, if you can find a niche and you can be your genuine self and be comfortable doing it, you're more likely to make money. You really should think about coaching because it's not just the information you have. It's the way you bring it out. You know what I mean? The way you explain it. I, I think it's, it's. Thank you. Yeah, you, know, when you it's explain it good. Yeah. I've been considering it because I've I've had a lot of positive experience talking with other girls. Um, and I think there would be a lot to be said if a couple of us got together and did like a little meet the mentors or something type of talk. We used to do those all the time for social work where newer people would come in and talk to people who had, you know, been doing it a little bit longer. And so maybe we could set up, you know, sessions like that and start to help one another and help other people. As again, there's there are more people than we can simply account for on our own. There's more than enough, you know, clients to go around 
there's an abundance of online sex work and sex work in general. I promise there's a space for you. You know, you just, people tell me all the time, they're like, I can't do it. I'm like, I can name 10 things about you right now without blinking that would make you perfect for this. Right. So everyone's got something, you Yeah, know? and you're all different. Like, I've never, you know, I, I you're right. all different. Right. Um, maybe we, I'll have to see if we can get a coaching session or, a, you know, coaching group starting started. I think it'd be a good idea. You know, and if more here, the more that we get into this and the more people who can be comfortable doing this, the more mainstream it will become and the more likely that this will become something that we can actually talk about at a dinner table and have real conversations about instead of hiding it and like all this mystery making it this big, terrible thing. Once we start normalizing sex, we can start getting to the actual problems that our society has that are far beyond this. Absolutely. Who cares how you like to get off? Why don't we get to the fact that, you know, our, so many of our population are homeless and can't afford to feed themselves? Because that's a bigger problem than how you enjoy having sex, I think. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I hope so. Right. Like, <laughs> well, we can, if we can just stick, to, you know, we can... I just don't get why there's so much mystique behind it. And it's such a negative thing. And all these people are out here hating, and I'm like, look... In just a few months, I've made almost the same amount of money that I made in a year's worth of social work. And my hair's growing back. So, right, right, yeah. You know, like, oh, it's, it's better for me emotionally. It's better for me physically. And you know, it's, I've, I've met so many cool people. It's amazing to me. So many cool people. And if I get screamed at now... It's because I'm allowing them to do it, and they're paying me for the pleasure, right, not because, the, you know, you're some psycho person and I'm your target of the week. Right. Well, I mean, what's better than that? Right. Exactly. I've been paid to sit in my hot tub. I've been paid to smoke joints. I've been paid to eat food and take showers and fold my laundry. You can't beat it. You can't. No, I've literally made money in my sleep. And this is probably yeah. what those guys are thinking. Like they, you know, they hear this kind of shit or see this kind of shit, and they're like, "Oh, this fucking bitch! How yep. dare she? I got to go to my shit job, and she's fucking yep. smoking up and making money." Yep, exactly. If there, I was dating um, someone for a while when I first started this journey, and she looked at me at one point, and she was like, "It is ridiculous that I have to go and work." eight hours at this job with people that I can't stand and you've made more money in two hours than I'm going to make in the entirety of my damn day. And I don't even like it. And she's like, that's ridiculous. And I was like, you don't have to keep doing it. Just join me. I'm like, you know what's no one's making you keep going to the shitty job that you hate. Now, all these people are out here talking about, you know, how we're whores and, you know, how could we ever do this? It's immoral and da 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 And I'm like, what's worse, spending every single moment hating your life and hating your job or hating your wife and the partner that you're with and not being able to talk about your wants and desires or me showing my tits to a, few, a couple thousand people that are paying me for the pleasure? What's worse? Exactly. 
And the only thing stopping you from it, like, everyone's like, oh, you know, I hate my, the biggest thing that I get is they're like, you're so lucky. You know, oh my God, I wish I could do that. Well, number one, I'm not lucky. I worked, I work hard for it. And number two, you could do it. You're just not. And I hate that like sad sack mentality. I'm like, I'm not lucky and I'm not doing anything that you can be doing yourself. The only difference is I chose to take the initiative and make it happen. And you could choose to do that too and take your life into your own hands regardless of what you want to do, whether it's, you know, online sex work or not. We spend so much of our lives in this position of being, you know, a victim of our own circumstances. And at the end of the day, if you're not happy with your life, the only person stopping you from changing it is you. Wow. Dude, you, you have to do these coaching sessions. I'm telling you, man. Like, you're right. I was completely fucking miserable. I had myself convinced that because I was making, you know, it wasn't the worst money, but it wasn't the best. I was making fair money. I was doing something that was socially acceptable. I was going to school. I was doing all the things that society tells us you should be doing. And I was absolutely fucking miserable. I hated every moment. I was spending countless amounts of money on like therapy sessions and medication and drinking and crying and sleep. I couldn't sleep or I was sleeping too much or, you know, I was just a roller coaster and all the, you know, and this is something that allows me to feel good about myself and be free and provide for myself. So who gives a shit what other people, you know, if, if you don't like that I'm an online sex worker, don't log in to watch me. Um, you know, it's, if you don't like your job, change it. You don't have to do what I do, but I'm sure there's something else that would set your soul on fire that you're not doing because you're afraid of what other people are going to think. And if I worried about what other people are going to think, then, you know, I'd not be, I'd probably be at some stupid job having to get up in, you know, four hours to go to work. <laughs> right, right. Miserable and just... Right. And I get like, I, it's, it's so, e it's not easy, but it's so easy. You know, at the end of the day, the two on the choice is right in front of you. And I've had so much freaking fun. So many cool people. I've learned so much. And everyone, you'd be amazed. I, I feel like I should have had to sign some clauses for the amount, for some of the people that I have in, been interacted with through cam girl work. Because some of these motherfuckers have no business showing their faces on camera. I'm like, sir. Um, you know you're important, right? Like, you you're gonna and people, everyone, and again, um, everyone's like, you know, only weird guys or you know, only weird stuff happens, and it's not true. It's your dads, it's your uncles, it's your brothers, it's your boyfriends, it's your boss, your politicians too. That's right. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Some very, very wild situations, your local radio TV show host that you had been looking up to since you were a little girl, and now you met him in a very, very unexpected way. So, you know, like, shit happens. Yeah. Everyone, everyone likes to get off at the end of the day. We hide it. Some of us are doing it by ourselves behind closed doors before marriage, and other people are doing it in on a camera in front of, you know, a couple thousand people for money, but... At the end of the day, everyone's touching themselves, I think. Exactly. <laughs> That's pretty much it, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. It's perfectly said, man. So, yeah. So, thanks for doing this, man. I fucking, this was awesome, man. But, yeah, you yeah, definitely, 
fun. Yeah, absolutely. I love talking to you. This was, I've learned so much myself, you know, and you, the way you, I'm telling you, you definitely should think about doing some type of coaching or even just fucking help, like you said, like helping people out or whatever. Cause I mean, you know. Again, it's, you know, we got to be kind to one another and spread the love. You know, I never would have imagined that I'd be successful doing this. And I'm sure there's a lot of other people that feel the same way. And that's probably the reason that some of them haven't tried because they're nervous and they think it'd be too off kilter or, you know, and it's not, if you just reach out, there's, and there's people that are willing to talk to you and willing to help. There's loads of other women that are supportive. I've met a ton of them. And so many of us are willing to just like have a conversation and tell you what it's like. And then you can decide for yourselves. Ain't that the truth? Yeah, man, this is great. Hey, yeah, I guarantee you, anyone that's li anyone that hears you definitely fucking definitely going to fucking try that shit at least, you know? Right. You know, well, it's, it's worth a shot, you know? I, and that's what I said. I said, I'd give it a week when I first started. I was like, I'll give it a week. And I told myself that if I could make $4,000 in a week, I would consider doing it as an actual full-time gig. And not only did I hit my goal, I surpassed it. Um, and I was like, holy shit, that is more money than I've ever made doing anything else. I had fun doing it. And I didn't have to leave my house or get up early. Sounds like a win to me. I was like, all right, no brainer. No <laughs> Yeah, man. I thought about it for probably about two days and then I called and I was like, you know what? I'm I'm doing this and I'm I'm committing. Um and you know, I'd love to help other people do the same because it's it's changed my life. Again, just my mental state is night and day difference. Seems um, like it. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm gonna put uh, your Instagram link in all the descriptions and everything. So everyone can Yeah, that way everyone can get to you and uh, on your Instagram is your links to your other stuff, right? Oh, absolutely. I've got a little link tree on there that's got other accounts and people can always just reach out to me, send me a message. Sometimes I'm a little technologically challenged when it comes to social media. But you know, I try to respond to people when I can and I always just like talking with folks. Again, connection is a big part of the reason I do this. I think it's great just to make other friends and have conversations, even if we don't agree. You know, so it's always just kind of, you know, it's good to chat with other people and get different perspectives and opinions and maybe make some friends or help someone out along the way. Can't disagree with any of that. No. <laughs> so and you're all down to learn something <laughs> yeah definitely i'm a big fan of learning i think everyone should learn we, we never stop learning there's no reason to yes <laughs> all right katie thanks so much for doing this man thank you thank you so much this has been awesome yeah yeah this was a lot of fun thanks so much and uh we'll keep in touch yes please you have a great night thank you for your time i appreciate you oh same to you thanks so much take care thank you be well all right you too